welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we are always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And the Super Bowl is less than a week away, and we all know what that means. A strong chance of regrettable gluttony and high expectations of television commercials. Oh yeah, and probably some football, I guess. And the dog show. Yeah, the dog show. <laughs> it's a thing. If anything, it's going to be the cat show. There's a cat show? That sounds show? bad. That sounds really bad. Okay. <laughs> is there a cat Depending show? Depending on the party, there's probably a cat show. Is there a cat show on Super Bowl Isn't Sunday? there like a, a kitten bowl? Oh, there's a puppy bowl. But there's also a kitten bowl, I think. You're probably right. Which is obviously superior. Obviously, if it's there, we're watching it. Think about it this way. They wouldn't have invented a kitten bowl if the puppy bowl was doing enough. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I'm pretty sure there's a kitten bowl now. Yeah, you're I, right. I won't. I won't say it's like USA or. Do you want to know what channel it's on? What channel? Hallmark. Okay. So, <laughs> so it's real inspirational it's and, very, and very emotional. Inspirational. <laughs> yeah. So obviously we're gonna have to figure that out. They have like a whole like card line just for the kitten bowl, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe they do. They should. Yeah. Well, you know, it'll be it'll be a good time. We're uh, finally not going out of town for this Super Bowl, so I'm pretty uh, excited about not having that little stress. I think we're going to keep it low-key this year. Maybe uh, relax. Yeah, some... I mean, we'll follow all these rules. Follow all these rules, Eat yeah. Eat too much. Yeah. <laughs> Expect too much be of the Be highly critical of the TV ads. Which will already have been released online before the day of. Yeah. As they were last year. Which is the funny thing. Because, yeah. like, nobody cares about commercials. We live in a society where people pay extra money so they don't have to have commercials yeah. in their content they watch. Yeah. But when the Super Bowl hits... It's like... People care about the commercials. Yeah, And it's do. not because they give a shit about the product. No. They just want to see something clever and creative yeah. for 30 to a minute. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It's like uh, the Super Bowl of advertising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, they cost like I want to say it's between four and ten million dollars for I these yeah. commercials. That seems reasonable. Unless you're Doritos and you're hella smart, mm-hmm. and you do that, create a commercial contest where they just get customers to make the commercials for them, and then they just and air the best air one it. on the Super Bowl. Oh, that is a pretty. They, smart they aired like multiple of them one year. Yeah, but I like they that. picked a, a winner. Yeah. I mean, they have some good stuff. Yeah. But, like it's genius because you don't have to do the work and. Minimal cost on your end, and then yeah. you get brand recognition. Mm-hmm. You know, you're playing PR, you're getting your brand out there. Well, I'm excited to just relax, maybe sip on a Corona. No, you don't want to do that. Oh, yeah, no, you, yeah, you gotta stay away from Coronas. Why? Uh, because they're full of viruses now. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's how you uh, get it. Yeah, you, you sip on a Corona <laughs> and you get symptoms from the virus. Feeling like you're on a beach relaxing, <laughs> but really you're just dying. Oh, okay. I was like, I like those symptoms. <laughs> yeah, it's mimics a vacation, mm-hmm. but really Internally. you're just taking a vacation from life. Got it. Permanently? Yeah, permanent vacation. Okay. okay. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah that's uh, coronavirus so, in all seriousness is kind of crazy. I was being serious. Yeah. Don't drink coronas. Oh. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of reasons people say not to drink Coronas, but I don't think coronavirus is one of them. Okay. Well, I mean, 
I guess you would know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this fucking novel coronavirus. Coronavirus is actually like a family of viruses. And so they're calling it coronavirus, but uh, it's like a new one or a unique one to this particular outbreak that's going on. Yeah. So it's a novel coronavirus. Uh, then there's some numbers involved that yeah. it's not important. Yeah. But <laughs> for they most need, people. They need to get some uh, auditors in there. Yeah. To help the scientists find a cure. Yeah. So they could just kind of like tweak the numbers, you know. Yeah. To make it less aggressive. Yeah. To the human body. Yeah. But again, I'm not a scientist, so. Right, right. I'm also not an accountant either, so I guess <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about on either. Just expressing front. a lot of expertise on things yeah, that well, you don't. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, don't go to China. I mean. Yeah, well, I mean, don't. <laughs> Yeah, because we've got cases now in the U.S., right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm at, sure there's other least, countries that have three. dealt with it, too. Yeah, at least three have been identified in the U.S. by now. Yeah. You think after the first one, the U.S. would be like, uh, we're not going to allow any I flights they, in and out to China as of right now. I think they did. They blocked flights coming in, but there's a certain there's an incubation period, and so people are getting sick after the fact that it had already come mm. to the States. Gotcha. Should we expect like the zombie apocalypse? Like what's the what's the breakdown? Should um, should I be like fortifying our house? I don't think buying extra water. I don't think we shotgun need to worry maybe about that yet. Maybe get some some herbs for healing ourselves if if we get bit. Yeah, get some green and uh, red herbs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even waste my time with the blue cuz I never need them. Yeah. I'm not expecting to be around any giant ass spiders. Right. Unless that's a symptom of the virus not that i know of okay um i don't know a whole lot about the symptoms actually i do know that it's like flu-like symptoms uh, but there's probably more than that i just haven't done a whole do you think research. that's what i had that a couple weeks ago no i don't because that was like did flu-like you, did you go did you go to wuhan china uh, i don't think i did okay so no it was probably not <laughs> okay. neither one of us have been anywhere near china okay all recently right. all right well i mean i think you're safe hopefully yeah. I got hit with the SARS, though. No, you didn't. I did. I've had it since I was born. Yeah. It's my initials. Yeah, I know. <laughs> People are actually talking. SARS is actually a type of coronavirus, I think. Is it really? I'm pretty sure it okay. is. Okay. See, like, maybe... Here's the thing. Maybe whatever China's doing, they should just stop it. Stop doing it, Because yeah. it seems that they're, they're really bringing in these viruses and such that... No one seems to like. So maybe just change what you're doing, you know? Yeah, it is a... SARS is called caused you know, by a... Cur- you may virus. have this supposed longer lifespan going on, but you also seem to have this, we're going to try and stop that long lifespan as well. Every time there's mentality. like a huge like plague or outbreak, it originates in one of the... Like in, in Asia, essentially. I don't know if it's because of population density or... It could be. Maybe there's parts of the countries that it's coming from that are um, maybe not first world living conditions. I don't know. There's a lot of factors that come into it, but it's really it's crazy how many yeah. things are directly traced back they to China need to or leave Asia. more green and red herbs all around the, <laughs> yeah. around the, the country. Yeah, really. you should let them know. Or just the continent, I guess. It's all of Asia. Just yeah. safe. Just all over the place. Yeah. You know? Maybe they should plant Maybe them. Maybe some shotgun shells. Yeah. Leave some typewriters around so they yeah. have save points. Yeah. Yeah. Make Shit. Sure they don't the lose outbreak, their progress. The outbreak's out of control. Let's reload. Yeah. <laughs> Let's reload the 
<laughs> the typewriter. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's been, it's been, we're like, what, the first month of the new year, and it's already been crazy news. Yeah. You know, you got this. Yesterday was the big breaking news in the morning of uh, Kobe Bryant. Yep. That was a huge shock. Yeah. And can I ask a question of society? When did TMZ become a legitimate news source? I don't know I'm if they so... are. Like, I've never taken them seriously. Are. But, like, maybe they are in, like, sports. I just feel like you hear the words, you hear the letters TMZ and you're like, oh, that's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what we did was we were, well, not that it was a joke. But, but not we, a joke, but that it wasn't legitimate. We saw it and we're like. Mm, maybe we'll no. hold off from believing it until there's more sources out there. Yeah, exactly. Because I was uh, like, I don't think so. But it just, wow. It, yeah. It's so sad, you know. I know, it's really sad. And his daughter was with him. Some And apparently some like seven, teammates and seven other people. Yeah. One girl I, and two of her parents and then the pilot, of course. Yeah, it's so sad. Yeah. And I... I think we're there up to like nine as far nine as I'm people, aware. Nine people, I think. Went from four to nine that they yeah. believe were on the yeah, helicopter. Yeah, because they hadn't accounted for everyone, but now they have. Yeah. Really makes you think about, you know, just being the best you can in life and, and just appreciating everything you have because you just literally have no idea when it's up. Yeah, exactly. It's scary. Yeah. I also learned from this that uh, helicopters generally don't have a black box as a large airliner does. Really? You know, I was kind of wondering too, not that this was a situation that this would have been a part of it, but you would think because it was a commercial, or it wasn't commercial, it was it was like a private helicopter, right? I, I assume I believe it, it was chartered or something. So, like, you think they would probably not have as strict regulations and such on you know, like commercial planes and stuff. You think mm-hmm. they'd have to have like really, really monitored inspections, inspections and, and, all, that and all that stuff to stuff, like make yeah. sure that they're okay. Whereas, yeah. I feel like private planes and stuff like that probably are not as severe when it comes to that kind of thing. I yeah, I don't have any personal experience. With I that, have but no I would, idea. I would be. I'm just ignorant in the. Whole I would idea. be inclined just, to believe it'd be easier to kind of fudge the numbers or just like check off if like you're the only person, like if you're the pilot and it's your responsibility to deal with it, as opposed yeah. to interacting with a team that you would on a large plane. I just imagine that there's not like somebody from the federal government like monitoring making sure that you have shit up to date and right. things are you know checked off and stuff like that as actively I as they would be just as, yeah less less strict probably yeah. than a commercial airliner not to say that that was a part of this i'm right. just yeah. it just kind of made me think thought, like i wonder yeah. how more likely it is for planes and helicopters to crash in a private sense rather than yeah a commercial sense yeah interesting fact whether this I assume this is related to the situation. There was an article that said um, the fog was so dense that the law enforcement agency, I think it was the sheriff or the LAPD, whatever, Mm -hmm. law enforcement for that area had grounded their helicopters. They were like, we can't fly in this. Wow. Yeah. I wonder if it was something where they left before it was bad and then it quickly changed while they were already in the air. That is possible. It's been really foggy. From what I understand, here. they weren't even going a very far distance. It was like a few minutes or something crazy. I don't know where they were going on that trip, but they were supposed to play Fresno team, the high school or uh, the girls' yeah, basketball team, the Mamba. Like they were supposed so. to play the Fresno, whatever their team name is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was that day or the next day or whatever, but there was something that came out about that too. It's really sad. 
Very sad. Makes you feel bad for the families, too. Oh, yeah. People left behind. Yeah, I mean, uh, his wife, and, and I think he had, like, three other children, mm-hmm. right? Daughters. Yeah. And then there's the other people. There's one of them where it was, like, the girl, one of the other players, and both of her parents. I don't know if she had siblings, but that would be awful. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even imagine being in that scenario. Yeah. And, of course, I'm already hearing people on the internet do the whole, celebrities die in three. Ugh. every year you know like it's this like curse that it's like are you stupid it's how many people are on the world you know on the planet it's it's (laughs) billions there's billions yeah so i think it's like seven billion or eight billion the odds uh if you're getting like three ish celebrities in one year that's pretty good (laughs) yeah that's pretty low yeah like of course you're gonna have around a handful of of known you know it's obviously you're not hearing about people that you don't know about you're not hearing about people that aren't celebrities you're hearing about the people that are famous so of course you're gonna right yeah it it, it just it's nonsense and it it's like cool i was right stop making it into like a a social okay speaking of making it into things though i guarantee you because this is gonna this happens every time uh because there's been all this crap in the news about the impeachment and other like political situations happening somebody's gonna come out and they probably already have and say this was either orchestrated or it's fake to pull the news away from the political quote-unquote agenda that's going on because this happens every time every time there's something like serious in the like that since we're doing the impe- the impeachment stuff is happening right now mm-hmm. and then the last time was like during whenever they were talking about going to war years ago and they're like some horrible disaster happened and they were like this was made up because they're trying to pull attention away from the real stuff that's happening in washington dc people are dumb so you think that people will say that he's not really dead yes or that trust me it's happened before (laughs) okay i'm not saying it's a smart thing to do that I can't imagine any news source is going to say that. Oh, no, it's, That's not, it's not news sources. It's usually just conspiracy theorists that come out with this shit and then it spreads everywhere. Okay. Well, that's really inconsiderate. I agree. Like, go into that kind of... Like, people need to just respect the families and... Yeah. And let them mourn and just... Yeah. It's, it's a time for people to come together, not... Yeah. Not take advantage of their agendas. That's... I hope I that's not a real thing. Anyways. Sad news. Sad news. Yes. Moving on, I guess. Yes. Well, let's get into some better Don't stuff. Don't know why we got into that. Um, just... We went on a tangent, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but we are here for pop culture related news. Yes. Movies, TVs, and games. Sometimes just nonsense. Yep. Uh, and unfortunately, I do have a correction that I caught on my own uh, from a few weeks ago when we did the Morbius trailer. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little embarrassed by this one. <laughs> uh we talked about the Morbius trailer, and I had, I believe, I had referenced how they used Moonlight Sonata mm-hmm. in the trailer, which is very embarrassing because, like, I really enjoy that piece, mm-hmm. and yeah. so I should have known that wasn't Moonlight Sonata. It was actually for release. Okay. And I don't know how I got that mixed up, but I did. Well. And I'm ashamed of myself. I feel like we're all gonna live. You say that now. <laughs> But I have already talked to my lawyer, <laughs> and I've gotten the divorce papers ready to go. Why? Because I can't live in a world where people judge you for being with <laughs> such an idiot. Okay. <laughs> who mistakenly called Furley's Moonlight Sonata. I see. I think we can just 
put a pin in that. No, we can't. <laughs> Do you want to be the person that leaves every conversation wondering if they're whispering to each other? That's the idiot who's with the bigger idiot who didn't even know the difference between Furley's and Moonlight Sonata and the Morbius trailer. I can't even. I can't do that to you. Okay. I'm pretty sure the large majority of people would not have noticed. <laughs> Most people don't really listen to that kind of music or know it by name. Yeah. Well, you know what? Apparently I'm one of those people. Yeah. Or so you would think listening to our talk on the movie trailer. Yeah. If you want to risk staying with me, that's fine. That's that's your decision. I guess I can't make that decision Why for don't you. we just see how it goes? You know, your body, your right, you know? Yeah. So if you want to stay with me, that's fine, I guess. But the first person that judges you, my hands are up in the air, and I'm just, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. You didn't sign the divorce papers, so you're stuck with this. Okay. <laughs> so should we get into the gaming news? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just had to get that off my chest. Yeah. So that I could follow through with the episode. Okay. Knowing that I had a clear conscience. Do you feel like you got it off your chest then? Hopefully. I guess we'll find out later on if I need more to say. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, speaking of people having more to say, uh, there are rumors of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic getting a remake and or sequel. Uh, so, this is like an EA. These are EA games that were, yeah. you know, they're, I think, what, like the 90s, I think they were? I uh, think, I think it's something like that, yeah. Uh, they were, they're basically, uh, Western RPG games, mm-hmm. uh, very beloved and, you know, people for years have been wanting to have a sequel or a remake. I think there was a sequel actually in the, in the works and then it got canceled, uh, a long time ago. Uh, but there's always been like suspicions that it's going to be a thing at some point. And I believe Kathleen Kennedy, who's in charge of Lucasfilm, has even made comments about, uh, how they're working on something within that time frame of star wars yeah um and then like of course the the trilogy movies that the uh D people were supposedly working on was rumored to be that but you know they got the fuck out of there yeah once they got more money elsewhere i mean when their their schedules cleared up yeah but i digress uh so anyways it it it's unclear whether it would be a remake or just they're going to mash basically the first and second game highlights of those two games together to tell a story with the portions that they want to include in the canon for the current Star Wars. Okay. So they just It's want- kind of complicated. Obviously this is all rumors. There's not even technically a game yet, but Right. The rumors are it's it may be a remake of the first one, but it also may be more of a mashup of like the best parts that mm-hmm. they want to put together into a new game. Right. To basically, I guess, spark notes the game right. franchise for... To just kind of like join people. with the current canon. Yes. Okay. Uh, which it, it covers the uh, the reign of a Sith Lord. What's his name? Rivon. Dark Rivon. Yeah, okay. Or Revan, whatever. Yeah, they had um, in... Uh, one of Emperor Palpatine's Sith Trooper legions was named the Third Colon Revon Legion, so that's like the implication mm, is that they made so him... they made him canon in that aspect yeah, of yeah. he existed at one point. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the it the Kotor as they call it mm-hmm. Knights of the Old Republic games are based around a Sith Lord named uh, 
Raven or Ravon, however you would say it. I don't know how you'd say it. I'm just yeah. making that up. But uh, it, they're very beloved games. I think I had the first one actually on 360 backwards compatibility. But I, it's a very old style RPG. It's the turn based and oh. uh, it's Bioware, so it's like really hectic with the learning what you have to do oh, controls, controls and menus yeah. and stuff. So it was very hectic. I don't. I didn't get very far. Okay. I'll probably try and go back to it. I've never actually played these games, but I know that they're very beloved. Uh, anyways, I, I'm interested to see what they would do, especially bring it to a modern console, which I guess would be next gen. Yeah. If it's rumored, unless they've been working on it in secret for many years now. Yeah, who knows? You have to assume it's going to come at the mid-life cycle of the uh, Xbox Series X or the uh, PS5. With the groundbreaking logo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, they should have revealed that at Super Bowl Yeah, as one of their ads. That would have been good, you're right. People would have been like, what? what? Yeah, mind blown. They just like threw out Super Bowl, just flash PS5, just black screen, white text, PS5. Yeah. And people are like, what is this? Yeah. What is this? And then at the end of the Super Bowl, once they get everybody just compelled to know what the fuck it is. Yeah. They go... PS5, Sony's next gen in the gaming market. Yeah. And then you just see a microphone just slowly, slowly. <laughs> in slow motion. Drop. <laughs> and like bounce. Bounce a few yeah. times. And it just lasts for like another 45 seconds because yeah. they need to fill that time. Right, right. Because they paid, you know, for $7 million yeah. for a minute. And yeah. they've only used 15 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... That's a, that's a viable option. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they consult you on yeah. what they're gonna do. Just don't be drinking any Coronas so you don't miss it. Right. So Sony, call me up if you need any marketing advice. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Um. Well, this is a this is an interesting one here. Ninja Theory, uh, makers of Sinuous Sacrifice, for anybody unfamiliar, un- announced a new game about mental health. Um, I know there was, everybody kind of should know by now, that there was large amount of praise put forth about Senua's sacrifice and her, the main characters, uh, how it supposedly spoke to people with mental illness issues. Yeah, um, particularly like hearing voices, I hearing believe Hearing voices. Is. So Senua's sacrifice, the character has a psychosis, and so that's what they were saying yeah. is, um, it, or you could speak to people who have some form of psychosis one of them being uh, multiple personality disorder or schizophrenia things like that and uh kind of showcasing how someone who doesn't have the mental illness how that kind of thing can affect your life and kind mm-hmm. of spreading awareness and, and yeah. helping and at the same time helping people who do have it feel some kind of therapy from playing the game potentially yeah uh i believe it's on game pass it is yeah uh, I play we it. have not played it yet and i've been really it's on my backlog, and yeah. I've been like, this is one I really want to try, because yeah. I've heard it's great. Yeah. I've, uh, like... I've heard you have to play it with headphones. Okay. Because then it will do the voices. Oh, uh, Bouncing creepy. to each okay. side. It'll be kind of more of a, a intimate it's experience. It's more immersive. Okay. Immersive. That makes sense. Really kind of gives you a better idea of, of that makes how, sense how i guess i'll have to get a headphone set up for downstairs then um anywho so ninja theory is out to make another game about mental health this time um so there's a very tiny little teaser video that they showed um 
called it's it's called Project Mara or Mara. I'm gonna go with Mara, M mm-hmm. A R A, um, and a very small, small, tiny section of possible gameplay footage, and the rest is just cinematic. It doesn't really have plot details or anything, but the whole trailer is basically you see surroundings and then you hear heavy breathing. I think you're supposed to believe that you, the character, you're the character who's breathing heavily. That's yeah. my, and that's you, my thought. And you just ate a bunch during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, so this, they called it a, they call it psychological horror or something like that. Um, and it was, and then the end you can see a person's face who you might be inclined to believe is this person named Mara. So no proof of that, but that's mm-hmm. the in, impl- it might implication. might be a case of identity theft. Yeah, that's the implication. Um, and it's supposed to go through her anxiety, potentially, or whatever her yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's a teaser, so we don't it's really a teaser, know. Yeah. But... Uh, the, t- the article that I read talked about how um, the, their, one of the things that they wanted to focus on next was uh, ang- uh, tackling anxiety and potentially providing, um, as part of their... The Insight Project, um, which they announced last year, I think, that which is supposed to focus on releasing games as a potential alternative um, or extra therapy for those with uh, mental illnesses and to provide an additional toolbox of coping mechanisms. So uh, to be able to use video games as a type of therapy, not to replace going to a psychologist, of course, but to help people with milder manifestations of it of a situation or people who just need something in between their appointment or whatever and, and to make them feel better in the meantime yeah um so this is one of the ones that they had said they wanted to focus on was anxiety so um okay well that might seem like i'd like to check out yeah <laughs> the, the older i get the more i feel like i have anxiety yeah i think anyone who exists on this planet right now that doesn't have anxiety is not paying attention so <laughs> but you occupy with their anxiety yeah. to, to realize they have it yeah um uh, the then this this is not the the sequel to Hellblade that they no, already that, announced that is, this so, is another project correct they are working on four total projects right now which is a large number for a small studio um so they've got project mara um whatever i guess it's kind of a an and it's an initiative rather than a project but the inside project mm-hmm. Um, as well as um, they're working on a sequel to Senua and Sacrifice, as, and also currently working on Bleeding Edge, which is a 4v4 team-based melee game. Yeah, well, that's not... I don't think that has anything to do with mental health. No, that's it just, doesn't. Uh, that's just the studio is also working that. strategic, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's not part of that project. It's just another project that they're working on yeah. as a studio. Yeah. Um, so they've got four big things going on right now. And, yeah. and this is a Microsoft-owned Correct. Uh, they just, company now. Yeah. Uh, which, you know... It makes sense now if you think about it because Microsoft has been really good about making gaming more accessible to everybody. That's you know, true. Especially people with handicap uh-huh. uh, issues. You know, they have that controller set up that mm-hmm. you can buy. And from what I've heard at E3 booths yeah. and stuff, talking with people yeah. who've worked with the tech mm-hmm. for games, they lose money on that because it's such a niche market. Uh-huh of people and those those you know controllers are so hard to produce right at a cheap level that yeah. they they're losing money but it's right. it's you know it's helping them expand to, to more mm-hmm. people yeah and bringing a, a positive a light cause. to to gaming rather Absolutely. than it's just to play violent things and yeah make people kill yeah 
It's weird. So it's a bummer to me, slight bummer to me that it's Microsoft owned now because watching the trailer, this like really tiny trailer we just watched, I was getting like VR vibes. Mm-hmm. So it's for us, we have PSVR. We don't have Oculus and yeah. other well, stuff. Well, they don't. So. I mean, Microsoft doesn't have VR. No, I know. And whenever they're asked about it, they go, "Well, everything's up and o- you know, everything's yeah, yeah, yeah. open for possibilities, but we yeah. just don't have anything planned right now." Yeah. Which means they're just trying to make sure that they aren't going to lose money on that. Right. PS Five or <laughs> the PSVR <laughs> even didn't start strong. It took a slow success for for them to to make any profits off that um the, but they stuck with it unlike the vita so yeah, yeah. that luckily worked out um yeah. but speaking of vr yeah you were talking about how they want to make games that are tailored to people with anxiety yes very fucking simple game yeah just make a game for the vr where yeah. you are just in a room with a bunch of cats <laughs> And they give you all the attention you right. want. Yeah. Make you, it as realistic as you can. Yeah. Except the fact that they don't run away. Yeah. <laughs> and you can have DLC. You can add like the kitten bowl. Yeah. You can add like cat breeds or like interactions. They yeah. should do that. Yeah. That would be really good for people that have cat allergies. Which, yeah. side well, note. Well, I assume people with cat allergies just hate cats because of it. Side note, though, there's, like, apparently a vaccine that's promising for preventing, uh, it will vaccinate you against cat allergies. So, like, we can cure people of being allergic I'm to I'm just going to take it, whether I need it or not. <laughs> I really don't even know if I have cat allergies. I might. I, I just don't know. I don't think you do. Like, because I assume there's different, like, levels where you... There's very different levels. ...could not even tell if you have it. Maybe it's just, like, a faint thing. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm allergic to my cats. You definitely don't have a, uh anaphylactic response because you're not going into shock every time they're around i mean i am but it's just from the thought of they actually just did that in front of me yeah but your throat doesn't close up so (laughs) okay that's what i meant (laughs) um so actually now that we're talking about vr uh we've got for a reminder for everyone um half-life alex is a vr situation coming out in march yeah it's the code name for the half-life 3 if i'm correct uh, no, that's not correct at all. <laughs> um, are you telling me they're not going to make a Half-Life 3 after all these years? that People are like, make Half-Life 3, and they're like, no. No. They, they were like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. Um, I want to say it takes place between Half-Life 1 and 2. Probably. Yeah. During the Alex time. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But, I mean, just one more thing off of the Half-Life 3. Uh-huh. Not only did they say, no, we're not going to do that, yeah. but they went a step further and said, and now we're never going to make a third game yeah. for anything that we've ever made yeah. just because fuck you. Yeah. They, were, they went really hardcore on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, while you're waiting for Half-Life Alex, not three, to Alex. come out, <laughs> uh, Half-Life, the series, the other games are free on Steam right now. Until the release of Half-Life Alex, Yeah, so, which is like March. I know. So... So you've got a while. Uh, I really hope that they have like controller support because I don't know how to play keyboard and mouse. It's complicated. And yeah. <laughs> these are older games, so yeah. they probably don't have it unless they did some yeah like retro updating right. to allow them to do that. Right. Which well, I'd have to just look into. But these are the games I never really played 
and like I've always been interested. Yeah. I think I've played part of Half-Life 2 because it was on the orange box collection from the 360 okay. time, but I've never really played the whole franchise. So. Yeah, I had just heard of it and never played it. But I like free things. Yes. Unless they are... Who doesn't? Uh, diseases. <laughs> debt. Uh, anything that can negatively affect me, really. Right, yeah. But you like free items. Um, because everyone does. And so, yeah, we're probably going to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of checking things out... Yeah? Uh, somebody was kind enough to let the world check out <laughs> the prototype uh, of the Xbox Series X. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, you know, move over PS5. You're not yeah. the only one with idiots yeah. in control. Yeah. So this guy or gal, I don't know who it was. They are unsure. <laughs> but for now, sure as hell does. For now. <laughs> so uh, it was uh, pictures of the back end of the prototype for the Xbox the Series X. Yeah. <laughs> the X butt. <laughs> Was, was, uh, so pictures were quote unquote leaked on a website, uh, posted on NeoGAF by a user named Curry Panda. Okay. Sounds like a good time. Yep. (laughs) And basically, it just shows the back end. You see vents, there's one HDMI port, uh, an Ethernet, uh, two USB. Looks like there's a optical, and then. I assume the power cord yep. port. And then there's some other kind of like update port or something like that. And they don't seem to have the HDMI out that they used to have mm. for the television mm-hmm. um, cable. Like the current Xbox Ones. I, well, I don't know. I've never checked the One X. But the earlier Xboxes, you know how they had the whole media yes. all in one was their, their goal? Yes. So they allowed you to connect it to your cable box mm-hmm. to like connect your TV stuff through the console. Right. That has been eliminated as far as right. you can tell with this. Yeah. Um, which is not really a I big mean, shock. They kind of abandoned all that after people got emotional. Yeah. Which is funny because everyone got so mad at their initial plan for the Xbox One that they changed it. And guess what? Now we're all doing whatever the fuck they had planned initially. They were just ahead of the curve. They were ready to do things before society was ready to allow it. Yeah. And now that's what they do. Yeah. Uh, You know, the whole always on line mentality. Yes. That everyone shut down. Well, basically that's what we are now. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. You don't technically have to be, but pretty much you do. Yeah. Especially for updates and such. Yeah. Uh, So Microsoft had a spokesperson respond to this. Uh, I think they responded to Polygon when they had questioned uh, them about the situation. And they responded with, We are excited to share more details on Xbox Series X, which will be our fastest and most powerful console, and set a new bar for console performance, speed, and compatibility. Of course, there's your PR. Yeah. However, we have nothing to announce at this time. Yeah. The old <laughs> standard PR Except response. Except that this person is fired. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, basically they don't technically know where the pictures came from, but because it's the back end, it shows the serial number of the prototype. Yeah, it's insane. Which then means Microsoft would be able to 
look in their data of to see who, got who that has one. what serial numbers exactly that they gave out for developers to use to create games for the next gen. Yeah. So, as I like to tell my cats when they cause trouble around the house, you fucked. Exactly. You super fucked. <laughs> so they don't have it officially announced who who did this. Yeah. But but somebody recently got fired. <laughs> I suppose you could could argue that nobody involved in the prototype usage did it and they could just play dumb like oh it was a janitor yeah (laughs) you know like that guy who works for that company that starts with a u right yeah we'll we'll find out more probably within the next few months about all of the release information and pre-orders and stuff for the next gen for both sony and microsoft yeah until then we get to enjoy these leaks that people think they're gonna get away with Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of getting away, there's one person who didn't get away. Who's that? Maxim Beland. Oh yeah. I hope I said that right. That's a eh. that's a that's like a Star Wars name. Yeah, it is. Uh, so he is a creative director who worked prominently on the Splinter Cell games, and he actually left Ubisoft. Uh, and I think it was October of 2019. And there was, like, rumors of games... February. It was February? Yeah. He left uh, Ubisoft in February and then went to Epic and then left Epic in October. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. You really like this guy, huh? <laughs> I just did a little <laughs> You bit. have, like, a fan page about just, his, like, activity? I just looked him up because I was like, I don't know who this person is. So I do, did my homework, you know? Okay. Wow. Wow. Call me out, huh? <laughs> well, guess what? I have two moronic dogs. <laughs> And at least one of them had to have eaten mine. So probably, yeah. That's my. They excuse. probably shared it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a dessert for that pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Did we them. ever tell that story? Probably not. Ugh, fucking jerks. Want to leave them on the cliffhanger? <laughs> <laughs> so we ordered some pizzas a few weeks ago. Yeah. And we left the room momentarily. Yeah. We and then I ate. came back to get something out of the room, and the whole room just felt like something just wasn't right. Yeah. So I looked under the box, well, in the box. In the box. It was closed. The lid was closed. But the boxes were closed. I looked in the boxes. They were on, like, a coffee table. Uh-huh. Uh, the pizzas were gone. <laughs> there was two pizzas. <laughs> we had each eaten, there like, two slices, maybe. There was at least a whole pizza combined yeah. left of pizza. Right. Probably more. Yeah. I don't think we ate that much of it ourselves. No, I only had two slices of mine. I was so fucking mad. Uh, So I come back, suspiciously look at them. Yeah. Look at the boxes. Open them. They're empty. Empty. Not like one or two slices are gone. Yeah. Not like bites are taken out. The fucking boxes are empty. Yeah. One of the pizzas was jalapeno and pineapple. Yeah. So... Jokes on that them. That sucks. Yeah. I hope they had a spicy butthole for a while. Yeah. I was really not happy we with them. We were very, very... I don't think I talked to them for a few days. You didn't. You were so pissed and you didn't even like really officially welcome them home. Oh, like, I didn't. I still haven't. Because <laughs> they went to the kettle the next day, right? Yeah. Because yeah. we were leaving. That was we already planned. We were going out planned. of town. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's how heartless I am. <laughs> we were like, fuck you guys. Yeah. We're going to the kennel. <laughs> I'm getting rid of you now. <laughs> no, we had already plans to go out of the town and so that would made it more annoying for me. Yeah. But... Yeah, I, I I mean, I don't even think I pet them for, like, a few days after we came home. 
Yeah, well, they were. Kids. And then I forgot I was mad at Susie, but then I remembered after I was like being nice to her again. I was like, wait, <laughs> I'm mad like, at wait you. Wait a minute. Get to your bed, you know, yelling at yeah. her. But we're all good now. Mostly. Yeah. Ugh, so yeah, see. So likely they ate my homework. So they probably did. I mean, they ate pizza. They probably ate my homework. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Now I think about it. I think it was in the pizza. <laughs> I, <laughs> Weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably why I got ate. That's probably lesson learned. Don't put my uh, homework in pizza. <laughs> but yeah, Ubisoft Splinter Cell. <laughs> So, you know, I think it was last week or the week before we had talked about how they were making huge changes to their uh, company because yes. of the issues with their games is basically not being very creative and being right. the same shit with different skins. Yes. Uh, so basically they brought this guy back because he was like the top guy for creative on Splinter Cell and some other products that they've had in you know the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's coming back to help with the editorial team oversee creative decisions on the future of Ubisoft games. Mm-hmm. So I, this tells me since he left, they were like, here's a shit fucking ton of money. Yeah. Please come back. How much do we have to give you to yeah, come back? <laughs> I, that's what that's telling yeah. me is he got a lot of fucking money to come yeah. back. So good for him. I know Splinter Cell is a pretty popular franchise. Everyone's been wondering where it's been for a while. Uh, I know they had in... Ironically, uh, Ghost Recon, the okay. the Wildlands, is that what it was? Oh yeah, I think that's right. So yeah, I know it, he, the character had made an appearance in like a DLC or update mission or something to that capacity, and mm-hmm. the Ghost Recon Wildlands game, mm-hmm. and so people were kind of into that, and they thought that was a big suggestion that they were gonna come out with a new game soon, mm-hmm. uh, but it hasn't really happened. So, who knows? Maybe they are, and they're bringing him back to help polish it, or maybe they just haven't started anything, and he's just going to start from scratch and bring in a new installment to the franchise. Right, yeah. Uh, but I'm just worried about all of the stuff that they currently had in production. Mm-hmm. You know, we had really been interested in that uh, Gods and Monsters game. Yes. And the, that's one of the delayed games with all the others. Yeah. Which I assume is falling in line with this with story this, now because that yeah. was long before that, that those were yeah. delayed so now I'm worried that that might get hopefully not but cancelled I don't I know I feel like it's so far along it felt very different creatively from what I was seeing compared to anything else that they have so I don't know how they would say that it wasn't yeah enough. I doubt that that's on the yeah, shopping I really hope that's a thing because it looked fun yeah it did uh, so that's really it that is for yeah. gaming news yeah. Yeah. So, so, I heard you played a game this week. What did you play? Well, that's a tale for another time. Is it? And that time is now. Okay. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm confused. <laughs> so, I mean, we talked about viruses early earlier. Why don't we get in some plagues now? Uh, yeah, I played a game on Game Pass. I think it's like a new game on Game Pass mm-hmm. called A Plague Tale Innocence. I slightly heard about this game in the past, mm-hmm. but I wasn't quite familiar with it yeah this is the game that i discovered when i was going through your game pass trying to see what i wanted to play and i was like oh this seems kind of interesting and then i like couldn't figure out what's happening so i didn't play it so i'm glad you played it now i can ask how it was yeah well i i had like i think i had downloaded it before you even Mm. tried to download on your console okay Uh, i just never played it Mm -hmm. but then you kind of sparked my memory of 
downloading it. Right. So I checked it out. It's an indie game, right? Yeah, it's an indie game. So that's like I feel like it didn't get very much marketing or anything. I don't yeah, think I, I saw much on this game. Yeah, I haven't heard of it at all. Uh, it feels like it's like a more of a story-driven game rather mm-hmm. than, you know, gameplay. Right. Um, but so it's made by Asobo Studio. Okay. I believe they're based in Japan. Okay. And it's, and like you said, it's an indie game. Uh, basically, it takes place in France. Okay. I don't know if I got a, a year. Yeah, was it supposed to be about, like, the plague? Yes. Yeah. I mean, okay. essentially, yeah. it seems like it's... Yeah, so, like, medieval-ish. It's medieval yeah. time, right, yeah. Right, right. So, it's, like, based off a French family. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's some form of royalty to an extent. Okay. Uh, and basically, the game starts out where you're going through the forest with your father, and then you're, you're a young woman... And then something happens and uh, you lose your dog. And I don't mean lose your dog like he's just missing. Mm-hmm. Like shit goes south. Okay. Uh, it was very disturbing actually. Okay. Uh, and this is early on. This isn't really okay. spoilers. It's just okay. kind of the startup of. So it's your origin of the game. Basically. basically. Yeah. And this is like the tutorial thing. So, okay. And then you come back and then shit hits the fan more with this. Inquisition. Oh, the Spanish Inquisition? Will come in and, like, they are looking for uh, somebody within the family. And then it starts this whole spawn of cat and mouse, to be simple. Yeah. And the whole story is you trying to protect somebody. Okay. Uh, So far, I'm only on, like, chapter... I think I got to chapter five or six. I don't know how long it is. I think that's probably at least... A third the way through, if not halfway. Okay. It's very simple gameplay, really. It's like over the shoulder. It's got a lot of Uncharted, Last of Us kind of storytelling, um, game mechanics. It's kind of stealth based where you mm-hmm. need to like hide and and kind of migrate around. You don't have a gun or a weapon or anything other than this. Well, you have a weapon. You don't have like traditional weapons you would see in the game. Right. Where it's like a sling shot thingy it's like a you wind it and throw yeah like stones yeah to like knock things off ropes and to hit armor off enemies stuff like that okay. it's a very unique take on attacking the enemy gotcha because your character isn't like really ex- an experienced fighter right so it was interesting uh it's more story driven a lot of cutscenes in between very simple gameplay though basically that's what you're doing you're linear migrating through the chapters and then there gets to a point where you have to use environmental things to progress to protect yourself so very early on like within like the first chapter or two mm-hmm. these zombie hordes of rats are just overcoming everything yeah it's like days gone okay like the fricker like mm-hmm. liquid hordes basically mm-hmm. it's like that but rats and you have to use torches to keep them to away. To keep them away because basically they're afraid of the light. So okay. basically you hold a torch and then like they're just consumed around you. Okay. But they won't get to you. Gotcha. So you have... To, it's basically puzzle driven. Okay. You're using environmental things to figure out how to progress to not get eaten by them. Okay. For most... I mean there's also enemies within the Inquisition mm-hmm. that will chase you down. So you have right. to learn to like migrate around them and... You can even use the rats to attack them to an extent mm-hmm. to get them out of the way. It's really more of a puzzle game. Got it. But it's 
kind of designed as though it's a over-the-shoulder, third-person action-adventure game. Okay. It's interesting. Okay. Obviously, it's probably not that historically accurate with, like, giant hordes of rats that yeah. are... I mean, we don't know. We weren't there. We weren't. But, you know, it's interesting. It's fun so far. I'm going to follow through with it. Do you think I would like it? Yeah, I think you would. Yeah? Okay. It kind of had, like, a, a Tomb Raider-esque vibe, but, okay. like, not so action-based. Got it. The parts where you don't have a weapon, basically. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. I was a little hesitant about it because, like, I was interested just based on the title and the subject matter. Seems like something I'm mm-hmm. into. Um, but then it looked like like not having a weapon in a video game now makes like gives me anxiety. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Do you remember whenever you had me play like the intro tutorial part to um, what is it? Aloy. What's that game? Oh, the um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay, so she was a small child. Yeah. And I was like, kept waiting for something to attack me, and you were like. She's a child. You're not going to get attacked in this part. I was like... <laughs> you don't have I a feel, weapon. I You're feel... walking slowly. You can't do anything but walk. But it just makes... You're fine. I feel like I'm going to get attacked in a game like that. I don't know. It just feels yeah. like I'm unprotected. So that kind of shit like, gives, makes me nervous. But um, I was definitely interested to check it out. So I'm glad... You yeah, I, I, I think I played no more than three hours. Okay. And I got to like chapter six. Okay. Um... Yeah, it, I don't really want to give too much away, but yeah. it's very much a personal story being told about these characters. Okay. And there's like a mystery of the person you're protecting. There's like a mystery behind them and somehow they're connected to this Okay. plague. At least that's the implication that they're giving, that they have some connection to the plague. Right. At least according to the Inquisition. Okay, well, we'll have to check uh, that out. So it's interesting. I'm early on, but I'm definitely going to finish it. Take advantage of the Game Pass. Yeah, you know? definitely. But I would definitely say you'd enjoy it. Okay. And if you don't, then just let me know, and I'll get those divorce papers for yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> you're just going to save them? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, I shockingly also played a game this week, and you probably watched me play, I think, almost all of it. Yeah, I don't know if I was more stressed watching you play, or you were more stressed <laughs> playing it. <laughs> Um, since so maybe if Ninja Theory made the game, we'd probably enjoy it more. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I basically was like, I have to play a new game this week. I have to stop sucking and like not having anything to bring to the table for gaming. And so I like went through all the Game Pass games and I was like, what am I gonna try? And this, I feel like we had talked about it on an episode or something, like mentioned it. Probably yes, about we, that it, it was actually, coming to Game it, Pass. It's not Game Pass. It's um the. The Games with Gold. Games with Gold, Which is okay. essentially Game Pass. Yeah, whatever. Because it's all the same Close enough, yeah. Now, so. <laughs> I remember we had mentioned it, and then you said something about maybe I would be interested, and I was like, okay, sure, let's check it out. It's got, what? I was going to say, in my defense, I yeah. didn't know, I didn't know how seriously they took the development of this game. Yeah. So, no one I apologize if no one you're knew. like. I'm not mad about okay. it. Okay. So, I'm just giving it some background. felt like it was like. Shadow of Mordor, and that was yeah. like it, like a generic was, Shadow of Mordor. Yeah, I was so frustrated playing this game. Okay, so apparently it's a sequel, which makes sense now that I see the title. It's probably something, there's a, the first one has a different suffix title. Anyway, it's a, a goblin guy who, there's. it's in a world where there's goblins and humans, and they're kind of at war. Um, I assume there's some kind of plot development from the first one, so I don't know how that, how that plays out because I didn't research it. Um, but 
so that you play this goblin guy who can speak human and wears a hood and it has like a reputation for being like a good thief and you go around and like steal shit basically so there's a lot of good i have to say about this game despite the despite the fact that it frustrated the shit out of me yeah i think the artwork was cool i liked i liked the graphics i think it looked good um i really appreciated that because i died so many times I appreciated that dying screen that they have. They have a screen that happens every time you die, which is basically the character comes out of this fog and like talks shit to you in a different way almost Uh, every time. It's kind of like Arkham City. Batman Arkham City, whenever you would die in certain Mm -hmm. areas, depending on who the villain of that area was, Uh they would come out and like make some smart ass comment Uh about like how you died or they insult you. Yeah. So basically the the character that you're playing, say you've fallen off of a ledge or something. And Mm -hmm. and so there's one of them that he says is, so I hear there's an Easter egg in this game where if you find it, you get the address of the developer. Put that damn hole there. Or something like that. Yeah. And I found that to be entertaining. And then there's some other ones where he, like, literally is just talking shit to you. There's one where he says, oh, uh, how about I come out there, you give me the controller, and then you come in here. <laughs> like, he's just, like, yeah. done with dying. Which is fair, because I died a fuck ton. Um, it's a, clearly a very stealth-based game, which um, I understood, but I didn't realize how stealth-based, because there literally is no hand-to-hand combat at least at this point, because I haven't upgraded the character's skills. Mm. So you think there will be it later I on? I did look into it, and there is some improved ability to parry and fight on okay. hand-to-hand once the once the enemy notices you. That's the key. If they haven't noticed you, you can kill them. Yeah. But once they notice you, you're fucked. Cause, so you were playing, and I was like, you said something about how you couldn't I was attack. getting so mad. And I was like, uh, that makes no sense. Yeah. So I looked it up and I Googled and I looked just Googled controls for the game. Yeah. And the first thing I found was a site that had controls for each version of the game. You know, PC, uh-huh. PS4, right. and Xbox One. Yeah. So I go, okay, Xbox One. Mm-hmm. And it said attack, press X. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, you press X. Mm-hmm. And I tell you that, and you're like, it doesn't do anything. I'm like, what do you mean it doesn't do anything? And I look at it again, and it goes, oh, try B, because it was like something about... and that's crouch. (laughs) Yeah, and then that was crouch. And like, what the fuck is going on? How are they wrong? Yeah, I was getting so mad. (laughs) So I I know that there's skill trees that you can open up, and the the one skill tree is related to your melee abilities, so you can get probably not a fully robust melee fighting mm. situation like in Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Uh, but at least more ability to defend yourself. Well, the further investigating I did with this game, it, it sounds like it's it's based for people who are hardcore stealth. Yeah. They yeah. enjoy the stealth genre. Right. Where you basically have to be perfect. And, yeah. And know what you're doing. You can't just you can't run around and if they find you, you just start fighting them. Like right. You, you need to just you have to always find a way to sneak not around lost. and like avoid them. And yeah. if they do catch you, you need to find a way to circle around and navigate to lose them to and get, hide go and get hide rid again. of them and then go back and kill them again. Exactly. And, and that sucks. Once I, I realized that, that <laughs> I was able like there was that one scene that I kept dying a million times because they kept noticing me and I kept trying to parry and nothing was happening. And I finally was like, you know what, this is fucking bullshit. I'm just going to give up and try to stealth my way through it. And if they notice me, I'm just going to run away and hide in a fucking rafters, yeah. you know. like. So once I figured that out, it was a lot easier. Sounds like that's what you have to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And, I mean, obviously, <laughs> this part that I'm talking... 
it took me what did we decide it was almost an hour and a half to get through the prologue so that yeah. is not probably the normal amount <laughs> i lost a lot of points yeah i was like <laughs> i don't understand how are you still on the prologue but <laughs> looking into it and kind of seeing like i i'm starting to think maybe it just it it's not intended to be something you can get through quickly. You do get like extra points or whatever, like um, skill points, if you make it through in a certain amount of time. Mm. Um, they don't tell you what that time is, but I know I it's like speediness or uh, swiftness or something is one of the stats. Mm. And I got minus points for that because obviously I was very slow. It's probably how much they see you and then you like have to like... That's also another one that you can lose points at is the number of times you're noticed you lose points mm. so it really is meant to be you go through the whole thing without anybody noticing you gotcha so you have to have a lot of patience so, which so I it's don't. not a game for attention whores yeah i don't have enough patience probably um sounds like you're a pretty shitty doctor i i'm not a doctor so that's probably why that's probably have very little <laughs> patience um but I think there's enough things about this, like, fun little random, like, things that he'll say, like, one, mm-hmm. the first time I, like, jumped up onto a rooftop, um, what did he say? Uh, oh, I was up on a rooftop and, look, like, looking down, and he was like, oh, where's my conveniently, conveniently placed stack of hay? Where am I gonna jump to? Oh, okay. He was clearly so shit-talking. So it's very meta on, like, yes. establishing that, making fun of the, the game Other tropes games that, of... yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. I, I kind of got the vibe. It was like kind of like a Deadpool. Yeah. Caricature in this medieval. Yeah. yeah you know. He's like, I don't know. He's not really like a hero. He's, he's out to steal shit, but he's stealing shit from the guards who are like dick bags. So it's like, uh, mm-hmm. whatever. And this um, is the prologue. So far, you know, he is a hero yeah. in the game. Who knows? I don't know. Obviously I made it. I tried to make it through the first chapter after the, I finally finished the prologue and I was like, okay, the first chapter should be easier because now I know how to play. Mm-hmm. Nope. It was not. <laughs> it's like I still had so many problems like working my way around people and uh, it was a lot. So this may not be a game for me, but I enjoyed okay. it and I will probably keep trying to play it until I inevitably get so okay. irritated. So you'll at least try it one more time? Yeah, I'm going to try it another time. Um, okay. Because I enjoyed the humor and the the, the art, I think, was really cool. I, I enjoyed the yeah, environment. Yeah, graphically, it looked pretty good for yeah, being, did. like, a, I, I say generic, but, like, that's just my lack of description for a game that just looks very similar to, like, something mm-hmm. that's a triple-A title. Yes. Like, you know, Shadow of Mordor, those kind of right. games. Um, but it looks like it's a sound quality game. Yeah. It's just... You have to seemingly be good at uh, stealth really games. Really patient. Yeah, which is and not I like those to an extent. Like Metal Gear Solid is to an extent a stealth game, mm-hmm. uh, and there's other games that we play that are similar mm-hmm. to an extent. But like overall, you can still fight. If you yeah, need that's to. one thing. Is like with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yes, I would stealth through a lot of things in that game. But when I got discovered, I could beat the shit out of them with my swords and shit, and it didn't matter. Yeah, I didn't have to like start the whole fucking section over again. Because I got noticed. Yeah. So. Days Gone was actually kind of the opposite effect for me where I went into it always trying to stealth all of it. Uh-huh. When you get to the areas you had to take out the freakers. Uh-huh. And I was not good at it. Uh-huh. And I would just get killed. And I yeah. finally just like, fuck it. Yeah. Like, they're going to find me anyway. I'm going to start rampaging them. Yeah. And so I started doing that. And like I was more successful just running and gunning than I was 
actually trying to stealth through those areas. Yeah. As long as I could get them in a position where I could just keep them in one section, I was mm-hmm. fine. Like yeah. Just get them to follow me instead of having to, like, bounce around and avoid them. Yeah. Okay, well. Good stuff. That's about it for me. Okay, well, I'm proud of you for playing a game. Yeah, thanks. Or, or trying to, at least. Yeah, I tried. It doesn't sound like I would have any better luck, so. <laughs> and I think we may have that first game. If you want to try that first to see if maybe it's easier for you to get into. I think it was called Sticks Masters of Shadows. Okay. So they're playing on the whole of shadows. Right, right. <laughs> well, should we uh, get on into our TV news? Yeah, put down the fucking controllers. Yeah. Well, I guess, and then pick up the and other controllers. pick up the other controllers, <laughs> yeah. Just change to the app. <laughs> so we got in. I mean, we got a release date for Altered Carbon. The next season. Which... You know, it's funny too because I was thinking about that show, and I think you even referenced it. I want to say I did. A, a week or two ago. Yeah. About oh, is that still a is thing? Is that ever coming back? Or was yeah. it canceled or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, I knew it was still a thing. I just couldn't remember if there was any news on it. And then of course this comes out shortly after. So yeah, yeah. So we got a release date. It's coming all all the whole season's coming to Netflix on February twenty seventh, which is not that far away. No, not at all. Um, I mean, well, I think we'll be out of town when that We hits. will, I believe, yeah. Maybe we could do like a communal viewing of the whole season together. Yeah, communal? Yeah. Like between you and me? No, like with everybody else that's going to be at the uh, oh, it's C2E2. C2E2. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a whole joint yeah. showing of it. Yeah. Um. So, fun fact about this. We'll fly to Chicago so we can sit in a hotel room and watch Yeah. eight hours of something. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll just save it until we come back. Okay, all right. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Not not really trying to live life, huh? Yeah. Um. So uh, Joel Kinnaman's character is no longer. Uh, he was the quote unquote sleeve, the body that mm-hmm. the the consciousness of Bert Kovacs was living in. Well, for some unknown reason, that sleeve is no longer available. Okay. Well, they do a very unique thing with the show where characters play different characters by the way that. It, scientific tech works yes. in this world yeah and so they can bounce characters around right basically they do what the cw does but they make it sound cool right yeah <laughs> uh so anthony mackie is set to play the new body for the main character Kovacs. okay so that'll be fun it'll be interesting to see how that yeah. goes yeah that's true I, I that's right he was going to be in the show mm-hmm so I'm kind of bummed. Obviously, I knew Joel Kinnaman wasn't going to be back because they talked about that at the end of the last season anyway. But um, I liked, I like him. I think he's a good actor. So I was bummed about that. But Anthony Mackie's pretty good, it too. It doesn't so. mean he can't come back if they do a third season. Yeah, yeah. No, reason. I know. Yeah. But who um, knows? Maybe they're keeping it close to the chest and he maybe, will be in it. Maybe. Uh, so. I mean, he's on the he's on that same caliber as Baby Yoda, so. Yeah. Uh, so they also announced a Witcher animated series, um, by the Korean group. Animation Studio. Animation Studio. Studio Mir? Meyer? M-I-R? M-I-R, yeah. Studio Mir? (laughs) Mir. Yeah. Um, it's going to be called The Witcher Nightmare of the Wolf, and the only details they really gave were that it's going to be, uh, about a new threat... Or a new huge threat uh, to the continent. Yeah. yeah. So I, 
did they say I I didn't find anything in what I read. Is it based off Zeralt or is it a different Witcher or is it Geralt. gonna be whatever his goddamn name is? Um Is it based off him or is it gonna be other Witchers? Is it gonna be like different ones it combined? It doesn't say, but the wolf, like he is known as the white wolf. Okay. So, so that's he, not like a witcher name, that's just No. Well there him is specifically there is the school of the wolf. So there's four witcher schools that we talked about. Mm-hmm. One of them is the school of the wolf. Okay. So it could be another one from the same school, but it could also be in tangentially related to just okay. Carol. Yeah. And then so it'll expand on the live action show. Yeah. They have no casting it looks like. No. Yeah, I didn't find any more details about it. It was just kind of like saying this is gonna be happening and this is vaguely what it's about. Yeah. One interesting thing was that uh, Lauren Hisrich, 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 I think Hisrich, yeah, she like tweeted basically after it was like announced that she's been keeping the secret for a year, yeah, which is a good sign that they are working really closely with the other show, yes, to tie it together and crisscross yeah. and mm-hmm. and work it work well for the storytelling. Mm-hmm. But I'm interested. I mean, Netflix has kind of gone the animated route for some of their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not really that it's theirs, but uh, Castlevania. They they mm-hmm. had an animated show for that, and it's gone really well. So I mean, if they can hold any of that kind of caliber, then mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty excited for this. Yeah, I'm interested to see where it goes. So the studio is also known for uh, a beloved anime series called The Legend of Korra, which I have never seen. I've heard of it, but I know it is popular. It. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also Netflix's Voltron, Le- Legendary Defender, which I watched, I think, the first season. I think they have more than that. But basically, it was like a reboot of Voltron mm-hmm. on Netflix. Okay. It was like CGI animated um, cartoon. Okay. And it looked good. So, yeah. I mean, they've have, they have history with them. So, the studio. So, Netflix and the studio have history. So, I guess right. they, they're confident in their abilities and... So that's a good sign. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So since, while we're on the subject of The Witcher, uh, one of the writers actually joined Moon Knight. Bo DeMaio actually is now going to be part of the Moon Knight movie. Movie? Show. Show. The show on Disney Plus. Show on Disney Plus. Yeah. Okay, so they liked what he did with the writing for The Witcher, it sounds like. And so so. they brought him on for Moon Knight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or is it for release? No. It's Moon Knight. Yeah, it's definitely Moon Knight. So he's okay. So he's joining Jeremy Slater, who also did Umbrella Academy. Okay, there we go. On Netflix, which Perfect. is like the superhero esque yes. show based off a graphic novel, right? Yes. So yeah, it's not like they're setting, getting it together. So yeah, they're moving along with the production for this show for Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and I think they expect it to be begin in April twenty twenty. Okay, in the UK. Okay. And with the hopes of a twenty twenty one debut on the streaming service. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, I mean, that's a positive for Marvel properties. Yeah. But we have some uh, bad news for anybody who's looking forward to some of the previously announced Marvel properties. Oh, yeah? From D23. Mm-hmm. Marvel's Howard the Duck and Tigra and Dazzler are no longer going to uh, continue the production. Yeah, they are canceling of... these shows before they even did anything with them. It's kind of a bummer. On, they were going to be on Hulu. Uh, basically, it sounds like, I guess they were under the uh, Jeff Loeb mm-hmm. and all of his creative 
decisions for the TV side. And right. now that Feige's in control, it sounds like he's probably just pulling the plug on these things. Not in like a sinister way, just kind right. of a... Just... They have other plans that they would probably rather execute. Yeah. Obviously, Hulu is Disney-owned majority, so mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't really make sense to have them not on their Disney, you know, service anyways. Right. Yeah. Just plug it all together. Leave Hulu for the other stuff. Just bring Marvel all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what this kind of says, though, is these. So this is two of the four that were announced. The other two are still going on. The, the Modoc and Hit Monkey, I guess, are still a thing. Yeah. Uh, so just these ones are canceled, which I guess all of these would then create the Offenders, which was a like parody team up of these characters. Okay. Uh, and so. It hasn't been confirmed that that's no longer a thing, but it seems that's unlikely it's that they will not follow through with that since all two of the four are not there. Right. And I think as far as Howard the Duck, uh, I think they just probably have bigger plans for that character okay. for the long run. They might want to use him as like more of a cameo thing in other movies. Uh, he was in Endgame, if you remember. Mm-hmm. He's had Easter egg scenes in um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? Maybe they're going to make a whole movie with him yeah. at some point. We have no idea. But I'm not that surprised, to be honest. Yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't really that concerned with these. Maybe Howard the Duck didn't give a shit about Tiger and Dazzler. Modoc I do care about. And Hitmonkey, I have no fucking clue what that is. Right. I assume he's a monkey who assassinates people. Probably. That seems like a fair assumption. Yeah. So I, I'm expecting we'll hear something for Disney+. Plus. Or movie side, as far as Howard the Duck, at least. Yeah. Uh, but, speaking of canceled. Yeah. I mean, we have things that... We've had rumors of something being canceled, but luckily it sounds like it's just on hold. What may that be? Obi-Wan. Yeah. The Kenobi show. Yeah. On Disney+. Plus. <laughs> so, if you remember, there was initial reports by the site we will not name, because I don't want to give them publicity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, saying that the show was canceled. Right. And there was, like, no real logic behind it, just that it was canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of the blue. And very quickly, that was shut down with people from Disney who are part of the production of the show saying, no, that's not true. Yeah. And so it was quickly shut down that it was canceled. But then I think it was within, like, within a few days of that issue... Now it's being reported that the show is going to be put on hold. And this is official, okay. if I'm correct. This is official. Yes. The show is on hold, uh, at the very least delayed, because they are... Uh, rep- well, this isn't official of why, but the reports are suggesting that Kathleen Kennedy is not happy with the script. Mm-hmm. Of the show, okay. and that it resembles too much similar similarities to The Mandalorian. Okay. Which, if that's the case, then like, yeah, that's a good reason to, mm-hmm. you know, not shovel the same crap out. But who knows? Uh, and then there's also been like reports that Lucasfilm wants to shorten the episode count like by half, and that they want to bring in other people to make new scripts for the show. Okay. Um. And Ewan McGregor uh, had been interviewed shortly after, and he's basically saying that it's, like, nothing that people need to panic about. They just are taking a delay with something on the script, but it looks good, and 
they're just postponing production, but it's not something that they, you know, have any big risk of canceling the show. Right. And yeah. that he's even expecting it to still release and debut when it's supposed to. It's just production will be delayed. Okay. So who knows? As long as they don't cancel the show. Yeah. Because I really was looking forward to that show. Yeah. He's one of the best parts of those prequel trilogies. But, you know, then we kind of brought up the Mandalorian. Baby Yoda. Uh, so, if you remember, Disney didn't have any product for Baby Yoda. Right. Because they were trying to keep it a secret. And so, once the show came out and people were in love with the character, they were like, oh, fuck, let's get some shit out there really quickly. Yeah. And they took pre-orders for stuff, like, early on for Christmas. Yeah. And so, in the meantime, what people were doing, at least on Etsy, was making their own unofficial products of Baby Yoda and selling it. Turns out Disney didn't like this, and they've been issuing notices. They, they basically contacted Etsy, and Etsy's been issuing notices to these sellers mm-hmm. uh, that they can't be selling that stuff like, that way anymore. Or and then they, they put, like, stop to whatever they've sold or whatever at the time being. Mm-hmm. And just not allowing any further sales. Uh, basically, it sounds like it's just more about the description of how they word it. One person was selling this plush doll that they made. Mm-hmm. And they were using terms like Star Wars and Baby Yoda. Yeah. Stuff like that within yeah. the description. Which are Disney-owned right. phrases. Terms, yeah. So, I mean, if they just said the child or the baby, you know, yeah. something like that. Hell, you could probably even, like, say things like a plush from far, far away or something like that. Yeah. Or, you know, you know, you could probably allude to it without actually saying Star Wars, stuff like that. And it sounds like this person did do that. They just changed that shit to try and sell it still. But it kind of made me laugh because they're making it seem like they're losing money by not being able to, like, sell the stuff. Because by not having those, those, those words in yeah. their description, they are not showing up, I guess, in the... Uh, search results is as easily now right, so right. they're getting lower sales on mm-hmm. these products and it's like well fuck you don't own the product yeah it's <laughs> yeah that's a good point. you don't have ownership disney owns it they have the right to say you can't make money off of their owned property yeah so i just thought it was kind of interesting that it's kind of that whole entitlement mentality of like oh poor me but it's like well no like you did something you're not supposed to do yeah you're you should be lucky you can even sell it still Without the Star Wars title. I mean, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I fully expected that to happen. Because they waited so long to have official Disney merchandise. People were like, I can't wait and I have to do it myself. Well, yeah, I mean, even if they had merchandise on time or not, this was going to happen. It just, people need to realize that it's not something that they're technically allowed to do. So yeah. the fact that they are with different wording is kind of surprising in itself yeah um but okay that, i mean that's basically it for tv news okay okay well we actually watched a decent amount of stuff yeah that, um nothing like spectacular but just kind of some interesting things yeah I, I started out with some things that were actually on disney plus that I, I was just cleaning the house one day and i put something on i actually thought it was the stanley thing we had talked about that was going to air early oh. in december yeah which we missed Oh. And I thought that this was one of them, but mm-hmm. apparently it wasn't. Oh. So that was a big disappointment. Sorry. Uh, but I watched two things. One, Assembling a Universe, which is basically a documentary about 45 minutes 
and it looked like it was based around phase one and phase two of the Marvel MCU okay. movies. And it was just kind of interesting. Kind of just went into what they did to create the Marvel franchise as we know it. Mm-hmm. You know, starting with Iron Man and going into some of the other movies and building the universe to lead into what we've come to love. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. It was 45 minutes. It's a quick watch. Anybody who wants to check it out, it's... It kind of made me laugh a couple times because the things that they talk about in retrospect, you like see that they change things or where they were going, mm-hmm. you know, now that you had more knowledge than what they were saying in the documentary when it was made. Right. And so it was kind of interesting. Uh, so that was one thing I watched. So it, it was fun. You could find that on the Disney Plus Marvel section. Okay. Uh, then the other one was Celebrating 75 Years Marvel. I thought this was the Stanley thing. This is the, I thought this was the Stanley thing. Um, but this was also just a thing that was a, more about the comics. Oh, okay. Then it was really just about Marvel as a company, kind of before they were, when they first started in the early years, and when they eventually were bought by Disney, and like it's so not the so transition. Of, not so much about MCU, but no, no, no not, not at all. It was okay. about the comics specifically. Got it. Uh, and so it was actually a really cool history lesson on mm-hmm. comics in decades. Um, Interesting, I learned, you know how you see video games getting blamed for violence and such mm-hmm. now? Yeah. Well, comic books were actually blamed at one point oh, in yeah. the early years for being a negative influence on children and causing mm-hmm. violence in young boys and all this yeah. stuff. And they actually had this stamp of approval bullshit on comics that you had to follow. You couldn't have certain criteria in your comics or else you wouldn't get the stamp. Oh, and so comic writers were really scared not to have this stamp, apparently. And so they made their stuff based off what they could and couldn't do. So really, it was censorship. Unofficially, yeah, it was censorship. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It's interesting. And, uh, so I was learning about that, and I thought it was really interesting because it's kind of like now with video games. It's like the same same song, different dance, yeah, whatever. Exactly. And so eventually, Stan Lee was like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. This is the story I would like to tell about a certain character. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do it without doing it my way. And I think it was actually, he was like considering leaving the Mm, industry. I see. And his wife said, you know what? Do something the way you would want to do it. Mm -hmm. Do one last thing and do it how you want it done. Mm -hmm. And then you can leave. Mm -hmm. And he did it and it kind of revamped his love because Mm -hmm. he was able to do what he wanted. Yeah. It was a huge success. Mm -hmm. And it kind of gave a, a longer lifespan to Marvel. And then they kind of went into the thing where they had the debt and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. they were giving out their properties to like yeah. movie productions for trying to recoup money. Mm-hmm. And then how they went to Disney and blah, blah, blah. It was a, it was very interesting. These are both very cool pieces to, to watch. They're on Disney Plus, 45 minutes each. Uh, so I encourage anybody interested to check them out. Yeah, it sounds really I would give uh, them uh, five Disney points. <laughs> Disney points. Okay. Each. Okay. Disney bucks. I don't know. Disney bucks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and yeah, so I really enjoyed it. I, I think people should check them out. They're they're older, obviously. I think they were like 2014-ish that they were made. Mm-hmm. But it, it was a nice, interesting take on the Marvel comic side and then, you know, also the, the early movie side and how they've changed and grown. Yeah. Uh, so it's fun for okay. anybody who's like really into the... The MCU universe beyond just watching the movies. Okay, good to know. And then another thing I watched was 
just a quick roundup, I guess. Uh, Spartacus, I had, you know, talked to, I know it's an old ass show, mm-hmm. but I found it on Netflix. I started binging it because I had like a February 1st deadline. It was going to be gone. Just want to toot my own horn. Proud to say I binged all four seasons. Yeah. And I completed the series. Pretty ready, impressive. Ready to accept my trophy. Yeah, we'll get back to you on yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. It was a really fun show. I'm, you know, I'm always a sucker for Greek. Ancient Greek and Roman stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that time period, uh, especially if there's creatures involved, mythology right. kind of things, yeah. which it didn't have, but, right. but it, it was cool. still cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, it was it was a little hard to get into the third and fourth because they had changed the main actor because of the unfortunate uh, cancer yeah, he passed away. circumstance of the original actor. Mm-hmm. But um, if you can get past like just that awkwardness of knowing it's not the same guy, yeah, it. it That's where I never picked it yeah. up again because yeah. whenever whenever Andrew Whitfield, Andy or and Andrew Whitfield, I think was his name, the first actor. Whenever he passed, um, I was like, I can't really see anybody. Like I can't the new guy. I was like, nah, I'm not into yeah. it. So that's where I stopped. The show takes a very tonally different route too because of the plot from. I guess season one, technically, because season two was a prequel. Uh So after season one, season three takes place after season one. Mm -hmm. And because of what happens at the end of season one, the show feels a bit different because Mm -hmm. of the the story direction that it's going. But it's it's still a good show. Right. Probably don't have time to binge the whole thing. For anybody who is now hearing about it, it's like four days before it's gone. I mean, challenge. I'm I'm challenging someone to... (laughs) Binge the entire yeah. four seasons. Well, hell, it won't even be four days by the time it's up. Yeah, on, but on the, the challenge still channel. stands. If you binge the whole season or all four seasons before it goes off, you get a cookie. Are you going to hand deliver this cookie? I mean, I can mail it. Yeah, go to Subway. <laughs> order a $5 <laughs> foot long for mm-hmm. 8 to $12, whatever they're at now. Yeah. <laughs> And get your cookie and for an extra dollar or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's your cookie. But yeah, I, I just wanted to give a quick roundup on Spartacus. Okay. Just proud that I finished it. Yeah. I was really worried I wouldn't. I actually finished, I think, over a week ago. I just never talked about it since. The funny thing, too, with Spartacus is I, like, knew how it was going to end just based off history. hmm But I still was like, no! Like... When the ending of the show happened, I was like, I couldn't come to terms with it. This is bullshit. <laughs> it just kind of made me laugh because I, I knew what I was getting into, but I still just like was really rooting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just kind of a dead dub situation. Right. Um. Okay, so I'll do the one that I watched by myself first. I finally finished The Crown. I was so far behind. Um. I enjoyed it. I'm just getting... The part that kind of... Mm, really got me was uh, getting towards the end you see kind of like the cliffhanger about um, when Princess Diana starts to come into the picture at the time she wasn't but you know whenever she that character um, starts to be introduced into the scene Mm -hmm. and so I was like oh cool I can't wait to see. So are they in the 80s 90s then? Um, They should be in the 80s still I think. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's still in the 80s. Because like, she died like in her early 20s, right? No. No? Was she in her early 20s? I have no idea. I thought she was. I thought she was in the 30s. It was when she like partying and stuff. Wasn't that how she died from a... Uh, her bodyguard was drunk from leaving a bar or club or something with 
No. Driving her? I don't think so. Oh. The bodyguard was driving her and the paparazzi caused an accident. Oh. Because they wouldn't leave her alone. I thought the bodyguard was drunk. The, the driver was drunk. Was that a thing? I thought that was the thing. I have to look this up now. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Okay, so I guess it says one of the... Hon- Henri Paul was... Is that the bodyguard? <laughs> no. Okay. Whatever. It There is something talking about how that the bodyguard could have been impaired by alcohol and they blamed it on him um but there was a lot of other things involved so anyway we're not gonna get into that but yeah (laughs) we'll start a new podcast for conspiracies conspiracies of of surrounding princess diana's life and death yeah um (laughs) so uh the ending of uh it's just ending where uh prince charles and (laughs) prince charles and camilla or like together, but then they're like, now everybody's like, no, you guys can't get to be together. And then they start talking about how they're going to be like, you start knowing that Diana's going to come into the picture soon. So I was like excited to see what she was going to look like, but they don't reveal that. So that's going to be next season, I assume. Um, but I don't know the relationship with Camilla is now married to him again, but basically they were like lovers or something. From so Diana was with him. No. Diane, uh, Camilla and Prince Charles were, like, dating. Okay. And then the royal family decided that Camilla wasn't right for him, and so they made arrangements for her to get married to somebody else so that she was no longer available. hmm And then they set up this relation. They set up uh, Prince Charles with Diana. I guess I don't understand who these people are. Prince Charles? I assume he's related to the family. But then that means if he's dating Camilla, 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 that she's not related to the family. So who the fuck would tell her that she has to marry some random guy? The royal family. But I don't understand. They made arrangements with her parents to be like, make this happen. What? They're fucking the monarchy. They so a lot of money was thrown at them. I'm sure. And they were like, just take the fucking money, get married, and get divorced later. Yeah, and that did happen. Okay. (laughs) Um, Prince Charles was. The son of Queen Elizabeth, who is okay. the father. You were just starting to have me wonder if there was some weird fucking incest shit going no, on. No, no, There was no incest involved. Because I probably should know about, like, <laughs> everybody in the royal family, but I don't. I really don't. Prince Charles I don't pay attention to that shit. The father of the two boys that... The one that's now married to Megan, what's her name, and... Yeah, okay. The two redheads. I figured that kind Yeah. Princess Diana's aspect. kids, Prince Charles is the father. That's the guy. Okay, so those are her kids. They're Diana's kids. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. The, the modern ones, like the ones married to the, the ones American actress. The, yes. And Canadian, the other one. but yes. Oh, I thought she was American. I think she's Canadian. They, they moved to Canada. I could be wrong. Okay. She might be American. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Was she matter. from the CW? Is that what she was on? She CW no. shows? <laughs> no. Because they like Canadian actors. She was on um, Suits. USA. Maybe they do. USA. So they can't be Canadian then. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I was wrong. Sorry. Legally, they couldn't they have Canadians. They were moving to Canada, so I thought they were Canadian. I thought she was Canadian, but that's probably wrong. It doesn't matter. The point is, it was a good show. If you're into that kind of shit, go ahead and watch it. Because I don't give a flying fuck about modern day royal family, but like the mm. back in the day stuff, I think is really okay. interesting. I don't know. Whenever I watch you watch it, I sound like a complete stalker. Uh, <laughs> whenever I watch you watch it <laughs> whenever I see you watching it <laughs> sounds a little less creepy a little bit I'm so bored I know I don't even know what's going on but I'm like this is boring maybe that's why I don't know but I, I'm glad you're enjoying it is there gonna be another season or is it like yeah 
Okay, so they're going to keep going up to modern day. I think they're going to keep going up to modern day. And they made the a statement that the cast would be, each cast would be used for two seasons. Mm-hmm. And so the the next season will be the last of the current of the cast. current cast, okay. which I'm excited to see where they go after that because I feel like some of the current cast members I'm like there's it's gonna be interesting to see how they age them up because they're gonna have to be older in the next one. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So I okay. think it's a good show. Cool. Well, and then the last thing we watched was uh, Rob Delaney stand up comedy special. Yes, it was on Amazon Prime, I yes. believe. I think that's correct. Like we stumbled across it. And we're mm-hmm. Like, hey, it's that guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's that guy. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't like I, the first thing I ever knew him from was the Deadpool two. I had heard his. And then he had the thing in Hobbs and Shaw. Mm-hmm. That was it. I, I had heard his stand up before on like a comedy radio station. As mm-hmm. like, there's a station locally. I think I don't know if it's local, but whatever. Yeah. It's like random, somebody. random snippets and it'd just be like, this is blah, blah, blah person from mm-hmm. this special. Mm. Or it would just say their name and then it would give like a little tiny thing. Mm. like a, Oh, you're talking about that like 24-7 comedy station? I think so, yeah. they rotate like random acts from people's yeah. shows? Yeah. So when I first found that, he had a few things on there and I was like, oh, this guy's kind of funny. And then I came home and I like looked him up. Mm. Uh, but then I like forgot what the difference was between Rob Delaney and John Mulaney. <laughs> They're very different. The name? But, the, no, the names sound similar. <laughs> I know. That was so, the joke, was the difference is yeah, the name. Yeah, the difference is the name. And so in my head, I, like, never really separated the two until we saw Deadpool. And then I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know he did stand up, honestly. Yeah. I just thought he was just, like, a somebody they just threw in because they needed, like, a actor that looked like he was, like, like a stay-at-home dad. I don't... <laughs> stay-at-home dad. I don't know. It just... I don't know. I didn't know he was an actor that yeah. people knew of already. I thought he was like a nobody that they put in the fucking movie and then he did well and then they put him in another movie. Because and... obviously he played off of the Deadpool role with Hobbs and Shaw where he was interacting with Ryan uh, Reynolds, Reynolds mm-hmm. right? So I yeah. just thought that it was kind of meant to be like kind of a fun little Easter egg of yeah. Deadpool within that movie. Right. But anyways. So uh, what did you think of it? Um, I liked it. I don't think it was as funny as I thought it was going to be. It was, it was decent. Yeah, I was, I don't know. I, I, I didn't find myself laughing all that much. It was interesting, I guess. I guess it was more of a find out about him since I didn't know he really did stand up and stuff. But I didn't particularly think he was all that funny. There were some things I chuckled at. Other things I was just like, well, that's, I see where you're going with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's funny to somebody. Right. But overall, I thought he was awkward. Like, it didn't feel like he really had stand-up. It was felt more like he was just giving his opinions on political things. I mean, isn't that and what do- most stand-up I know, is now? but, like, the way he did it was very weird to me. Where it wasn't like he had a joke. It was, it was literally like, this is my opinion. Fuck this guy because he doesn't have it. Okay. Right? That was pretty much what his, like, stand-up was. Oh. Okay. Trump, for example. Well, he's not wrong. He, I'm just saying, like, (laughs) he didn't really even tell a joke. It was just, uh, this guy, am I right? Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. And, like, that was it. That was, like, the whole... Right, but that wasn't, like, the bulk of his comedy. I know, but it just felt like... It happened, but it was a... He reminded me of Dane Cook. 
to an extent. Mm-hmm. Like he tried to be very, I felt like he tried to be hyperbolic with his storytelling. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was as engaging as Dane Cook did. Okay. I don't know. I just felt like he awkwardly used the stage to just give his political views rather than make jokes that hinted at his political views. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. It was really more just like, this is my thoughts. And then he'll have some like smart ass comment. Oh, there's the joke, I guess. Okay. Maybe. Is that a joke? I don't know. But we know he believes in this or doesn't believe in that. I don't know. I just thought it was lackluster overall. Okay. Not like I cared or didn't care about his, you know, it's not like I agreed or didn't agree with mm-hmm. his opinions. It's just, eh, I don't know. It. I was looking for comedy and I don't feel like he it gave me like comedy. I feel like he gave you. me he, his resume of his beliefs. Gotcha. Political views. Okay. Well, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, that was it for me. I, what, what do you think of it? Well, like I said, I liked it. Okay. I, what would you rate I really it? enjoyed what would you give it out of story. Uh, I really enjoyed finding out why it was called Jackie. Oh, I didn't even know it was called Jackie. So it's called Jackie? Yeah. What was the reasoning? You don't remember? No. Never mind. It's fine. It's... Rather... Is it part of it? Yeah, it's part okay. of it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just tell me later. I will. Okay. Um. Oh, right. I remember now. <laughs> Clearly, you didn't care. No, I remember now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought there was some random weird stuff, and but for the most part, it was funny. I, I was entertained, but it was I, not as as good as I thought it was. I think be. he's like, I think he's at the early stages of being a stand-up comedy presenter. At least, if he's been doing it for a long time, I wouldn't have known that. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like he looks like he's doesn't have his shows or his... He doesn't have his jokes quite polished off. He's not in a... I don't know. He just doesn't seem like he's at a level where he's like really figured out how to execute his comedy. Gotcha. But maybe that's just his comedy and maybe it's just not for me. I don't know. It just didn't feel like it was on par with what you're expecting out of comedians these days. Okay. But I enjoy him in the movies he's in. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, as far as like a scale system, I would give it like a two out of five... I guess Jackie's. Okay. I would give it a three. Okay. Yeah. See, it doesn't feel like you liked it that much more than I did. I liked it, but I didn't love it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'd say I liked it being generous. Mm-hmm. It was more like I didn't mind watching it with you, but I wasn't like yeah. invested in it. I could it. tell we, you didn't really If we care turned for it, it off, I would have been okay falling asleep that night. Yeah. I know. But it was. I wanted to finish it, so that's yeah. why I gave it a three. And it was only like. 45 to an hour. I don't think it was Yeah, it was long. like maybe an hour long. It wasn't that bad. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Anyways, anyone interested? Yeah. It's the guy from Deadpool as, what was his name? Peter, was Peter. it? Peter, yeah. He was Peter in Deadpool too. Yeah. Well, should we head on down to Trailer Town? Yeah. I mean, we, we talked about <laughs> some trash already, but I guess we could talk some some more. <laughs> Potentially. Yeah. Trailer Trash or Treasure Time. Yeah. What will it be? Nobody knows. Check out our trailer trash or treasure. <laughs> it's not rhyme at all. Nope. <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> hey, it's better than my last, uh, whatever music thing I did last week. Oh. <laughs> See? It was that forgettable. Yeah. So, uh, first one, Vivarium. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. It was like a, it looked like it was like a horror thriller kind of. Yeah, like indie. creepy. It looked like it was like an indie film. Had mm-hmm. some very symbolic meaning behind it, I'm going to assume, as mm-hmm. far as family, you know, the nuclear family aspect, I guess. I don't know. 
Yeah. Is that do they even call it that anymore? Or is that like old news? I think they still call it that. I think it's changed for it stuff. Doesn't matter. And, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Nobody fucking cares. Just stop talking. Um, I think it looked interesting. It seems kind of like creepy, dark a little bit, but then there was a little bit of comedy yeah. in there. So basically the movie was from what I understood, this young couple early 20s maybe mid 20s mm-hmm. looked like at least that's how i dated them mm-hmm. we're just looking for a home yeah in a new development or development whatever area. yeah and then they get trapped there yeah like some weird magic shit happens where they can't leave like it's just yeah endless homes in there and they're stuck in there mm-hmm. and they have to live there yes and take ter- care of a child yeah that was just delivered FedEx to, them to them in a box. Yeah. Yeah. After they burned the house down. Yeah. But then it, came it wasn't like a stork. It was like a delivery driver just yeah. dropped it off. Yeah. Just like kicked it out. Yeah. <laughs> Fragile. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, like you said, it, it went kind of from like a creepy horror feel to kind of a dark comedy with yeah. like the raising of the child was yes. very like they hate this kid, but they yeah. have to. Yeah. The, the premise was based off the box. Raise this child and we'll let you go. Right. So a lot of mystery involved in this yes. trailer of like what's going on. Yeah. Why are Who's they controlling it? How yeah. are they being stuck here? Like yeah. how is there no exit all of a sudden? And yeah. what's the purpose of them yeah. having to do this? Yeah. So I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm into it. So I'd call this one a treasure. I agree. I'm calling um, it a treasure too. And it has, what's his name? From Zombieland? Zombieland. Uh, sort of with an E. Mm. Ein, Einbaum. Oh, Eisenberg. Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> Eisenberg. Close enough. Einbaum Burgundy. Jesse Eisenberg. That's right. So it was him, and then this other Imogen Poots. Which I recognize the <laughs> That's name. The best last name. I recognized her name, but I don't recognize her. She's been in several other things, but. I don't, like, recognize her face either. I just recognize her name because it's hilarious. Mm. Um, well, she was in 28 Weeks Later. Okay. I mean, I saw that a long time ago. Yeah. So I don't remember that at all. Mm. Okay. So she's been around. Yeah. Because that was she's over. Been around. That's been over a decade. Mm-hmm. She must have been really young then. She was She does not look that old. And Green Room as well. Oh. That's why I recognize her too from Green Room. Okay. Yeah. Saw that a couple years ago. Okay. Um... Yeah, I'm okay. I'm into this. I'd call it a treasure. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I agree. Treasure. Uh. Next up, we watched a trailer for a movie on for coming out for Netflix in March, called Spencer Confidential. Yes. And it's got Mark Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. Who he does not look like I remember him looking in this. He looked like he was. Like, I feel like his age is showing. Mm-hmm. Now. Well, he's also supposed to look like he's been in prison, so that probably... Oh, okay. He just doesn't look as buff as I remember him being. Yeah. But he also has a shirt on in the trailer, so... That's true. Once he takes the shirt off, you'll probably see it. Yeah. <laughs> when they stop having rules in this trailer. Yeah. And the shirt's off. Maybe that's what it was. There were rules, so yeah, he had to keep true. the shirt on. So it's from, like, I think it's like the team behind Fast and the Furious. Yes. Uh, it definitely had the vibe of a Fast and Furious kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Bunch of crazy vibrant cars and so he gets out of prison and then he gets attacked by some gang it looks like yeah and he's you find out in the trailer he's trying to or he got put he got framed and put in jail for trying to expose corruption expose a corruption with the police and crime and all mm-hmm. this stuff 
like uh, like mobs or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a whole conspiracy that he was trying to expose, and they framed him. And now he's teamed up with it looks like another guy who I'm assuming he's put in a halfway home. Is that it's, what it was supposed I think to be? So yeah. So it seems like he's teaming up with another guy in the home mm-hmm. to help him solve this corruption. Yeah. yeah. And it looks like it's kind of a you know it has a tone of that pain and gain movie, which was him and uh, Dwayne Johnson. Oh right. We watched it a long time yeah, ago. Yeah. Which familiar. was also I think Michael Bay. Okay. Because Transformers. Yes. Yeah. Which was another thing. I felt like this reminded me of Transformers to an extent mm-hmm. <laughs> with some of the stuff in yeah. the trailer. Uh, anyway, so I mean, I didn't even know he was going to be in a movie on Netflix. I didn't either. So that was a big surprise. Um, I would give it a typical. Okay. I'll probably check it out, but it didn't do anything that was like, I need to watch this. Okay. Um, I feel like it looks like your typical action buddy comedy, but it's got Mark Wahlberg, so it's a treasure. So. Okay. Yeah. I'm definitely in. Although, there's a bunch of people in that movie that I could do without. <laughs> okay. I didn't, I didn't really recognize anybody, I think but... Post Malone is an idiot. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I had I... to look up his name, because I was like, is that that stupid I thought rapper? he went to jail. Is that not a thing? I think that was a different or one. Or a prison, I mean. Or maybe he did, and maybe that's why he's in the movie. I don't know. Yeah, you think they just filmed in his prison? <laughs> no, but I meant whatever. You know what I mean. He didn't have the right to not be in the movie because it was his prison, so they were just like, we're going to film you, you fucking yeah. idiot. Yeah. Like, um, you, you have face tattoos. You're believable to perfect. be a criminal. You're perfect. <laughs> You're the front page. God, he's so dumb. I can't. I've never heard his music. All I know Unfortunately, is that, I have. All I know is that he, people think he's a joke and that he was supposed to go into prison for crimes that i'm not sure what he did but i was probably getting too many face tattoos yeah (laughs) got him (laughs) look out she's throwing shit at everybody (laughs) um next we watched a trailer for another daniel radcliffe movie yeah he's like coming out of the woodwork yeah he's he's in like every movie he's just like pulling out movies under each chair yeah uh, Escape from Pretoria. Mm-hmm. It's based on a true story. I'm assuming about Pretoria. Yeah, that's South Africa, so I have to assume this is about apartheid. Okay, so basically he is put in prison, and it looks like there's like a bunch of white. It basically was like a bunch of white people in the prison. Mm-hmm. So well, because there was segregation at the time, so I think they segregated the whites and the non-whites. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, the segregation situation in South Africa where they segregated the races. Interesting. Okay, well, I mean, basically, for whatever reason, he's in prison, and the whole trailer seemed to be he's making a key mm-hmm. somehow. Because they're trying to to escape escape the prison. Yeah. yeah. Hence the title, Escape from yeah. Pretoria. Yeah, it was something like they were using paper and layering it to make wood. Is what I, the gist I got out of it because they can't they don't get access to wood obviously but they were taking pieces of paper and like layering them to kind of make it somehow they were using that to make wood. well from what I understood that like, from what I perceived was they made like a mold somehow mm. and then they used that mold to then take a piece of wood okay to the shape of the key that they molded from the keyhole okay that's what I got out of it I don't know because you saw him sawing down yes. or whatever sanding down yeah. a, a piece of wood to the shape of a key and then like they found the key piece or whatever but they didn't know what it was or some shit it was mm-hmm. you know it was very much a high drama type yes. looking movie 
Yes. Looks like it's very serious. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it was fine. Typical for me. Um, I'm interested, but I'm not thrilled by it yet. So I'm interested to see what yeah. the next trailer I'm brings. Pretty sure there's an indie film as well. So probably Stan uh, Radcliffe. He likes to do that. But it's supposed to come out March 6th. So I don't yeah. know if this is even going to be hitting our theaters or not. But I'd imagine. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Um, yeah, like I said, not quite thrilled by it yet. I'm interested, but I'm not like over the top. So I'm gonna yeah. say typical. Okay. But I'm interested to check it out. Well, all right. Lastly, we watched a trailer for. There's actually trailer number two. There was another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, months ago. Yes. For a movie called The Rhythm Section. Mm-hmm. The first trailer, I was really interested because I just watched, uh, like, the action sequences and where, like, obviously this main character chick goes around and somebody, she basically pulls a Punisher is what it seems like. Um, yeah. Yeah, she's getting vengeance on people. Or she that, pulls a Liam Neeson. I don't know. One yeah. of the two. Well, it's, again, it's supposed to be like a bigger corruption right. thing that she's trying to Right. So uncover. someone killed her family and she's out to kill everyone that was ever involved in that. Yeah. Um, by any means necessary. By any means necessary. Um, I am the law. So the first trailer, I was super interested. This trailer, I learned one thing. I learned why it's called the rhythm section, which was fun to learn. But that's the only thing I cared about in this trailer. The rest of it was just kind of like, yeah, it's fine. Um, I'm still going to call it a treasure because I still am interested in seeing it. But I feel like the second trailer really wasn't as exciting as the first one. Yeah, uh, I would kind of agree. I feel like I was disappointed by this this trailer. Mm-hmm. The first one felt like it was more pulling at your heartstrings. It was mm-hmm. more of a dramatic, mm-hmm. emotionally passionate tone. Mm-hmm. This one felt like it was more, they were treating it more like, like an Angelina Jolie spy movie. Yeah. Action trailer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it lost it a little bit for me for that reason. I agree. Um, so I'm hoping that it's more like the first trailer. Agreed. I was a little let down with this one. Uh, but because of that, I'll give it a typical. Okay. I probably would have... Yeah, meet in the middle. I probably mm-hmm. would have trashed it, but I'll give it a typical because I liked the first one still, and I think that overall the movie's going to look good. Yeah. Um, and that comes out uh, the 31st, January Correct. 31st. Yes. So this Friday, I believe it is. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I guess we'll be seeing that one. Yep. Well, maybe. Maybe this Maybe week. the next maybe week. Maybe next week. We'll see what happens. We still have a, one more Oscar movie we got to see. Yeah. I think it's The Grouch, right? <laughs> yeah. The Grouch. Yeah. There is a movie, isn't there? Is there? <laughs> I think there is an Oscar the Grouch movie. <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. You're thinking about that parody on SNL. Oh, is that what it was? It's got, what's his name that was in Stranger Things and... Oh, fuck. You're right. Hell, Hellboy. Uh, Har- Ho- Hooper? No. Well, I mean, whatever his real name is. I know. I'm just trying to think of it. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I can't think of you're it right. right I am thinking of that. It was an SNL skit. Because of the Joker, they were pairing the got it, got it, the Joker movie, and then like how the the origin of the Grouch. I always think of Dave Chappelle where it's like, "Bitch, I live in a fucking trash can. <laughs> Why are you so grouchy? <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't he be grouchy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he should upgrade to a dumpster. Yeah, get a little bit more. Just get a little bit more room in there. Exactly. Does he even have legs? Does anybody know? No one knows. I'm not sure. They should do a funny skit where he comes out and he's got, like, ridiculous legs that don't match his body. Yeah. They're hella, like, skinny and just dangling because he doesn't use them ever. Yeah. Harbor. 
David Harbour. David Harbour. That's who was bothering me. Yeah. I was like, I'm close, but I know it's not that. Okay. Well, I mean, so overall, we enjoyed the trailers. Yeah. I didn't have any trashes this week, so. Yeah, I almost did, but yeah. luckily the first trailer saved that one. So. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, speaking of trash. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm actually, I actually do want to see this. The Sonic movie, I think it comes out on Valentine's Day, isn't it? February 14th? Oh, yeah. Uh, so they have box office projections for the first four days and it's falling under 41 to 47 million range for its opening four days. Okay. Uh, which was funny cause they then compared this to detective Pikachu for its first four days of release and said that it, it's not going to compete with what detective Pikachu did, which makes no sense because you're comparing theoretical to what Detective Pikachu actually did. That doesn't... That's dumb. Yeah. Those are not the same thing. Not at all. I mean, it probably won't be as good because, you know, everyone loves Pokemon and Sonic, even in the gaming realm, is very not as... much a hit or miss whether you like the character or right. games and all that stuff. So I didn't expect this to do well to begin with. Especially after the drama with the CGI character design. Oh my gosh, seriously. Uh, so I pretty much expect this to fail. But I guess they're optimistic that it could make a profit. Really? Um, okay. At least some of the money. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so Detective Pikachu, I guess, made $54.3 million on its opening weekend. So they're trying to compare it to that okay. in this article on Screen Rant, which is ridiculous. I wonder why they didn't use the actual Yeah, numbers. you would use the Detective Pikachu projected, you would think. Yeah. Unless they just didn't have access to that. But I assuming they, if they're doing it for this movie, they're probably doing it for that movie. Yeah. Anyways. So it, it's one of those movies that's either you're going to see it or you're not. There's not really going to be any convince me, you know? It's, right. It's you care or you don't. Yeah, I agree. But... Ghostbusters actually came back into the news. Yeah. I thought this was already confirmed, but maybe I didn't... I don't know. Maybe I was misreading. I thought the entire cast from the original Ghostbusters was already coming back, with the exception of uh, the actor that passed away. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Well, they were all, like, in... Like, they they were all agreed, but no one had officially, like, signed a contract, I think, was the issue. Okay. Well, anyways. So, apparently... Bill Murray is confirmed to return as Peter Venkman in the Ghostbusters Afterlife film coming yeah. out this year. I mean, like I said, I thought they were already on board. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess just at the very least it was Dan Aykroyd because mm-hmm. I know he was already on board. Yeah. So I guess that makes it more promising that they have confidence in this scripts. Yeah. The trailer makes it look pretty good. I think they're just kind of bringing it to life for the modern time and giving it the Stranger Things effects, right? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of ironic because Stranger Things was kind of really pulling on the Ghostbusters feel, nostalgia of the 80s. Very true. I'm a, I mean, he was in the other one that people hated, mm-hmm. but he didn't play the same character. He played right. a different character who was like an antagonist. Right. So positive vibes for Ghostbusters. Yeah. They ain't afraid of no bad reviews. <laughs> yeah. Or bad scripts. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But speaking of the 80s, He-Man, the rebooted movie that's been in production for a long time but mm-hmm. hasn't seemed to have gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, it's going to be on hold. It's They're just changing the release date to 
TBD, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they're not even, they don't have a date anymore. They're not saying it's canceled or anything. They're just kind of, they don't have a, a release date as of right now anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was supposed to be released in March. Of this year? Of this year or Jeez. something crazy like they that. They kind of waited a while to decide. And I was on thinking, I was like, how the fuck would they possibly have this movie out if they don't even have a cast yeah. or a script as far as I'm aware? Right. Like, every time you hear about this movie, it's that, like, nothing's really going forward with it. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't seem realistic. Uh, the only actor I think they even had cast, as far as I'm aware, was for Prince Adam. Yeah. Not even He-Man. He just doesn't Prince even... Adam. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they were planning on using the same actor. I don't know. I to don't play see both it. roles, but I imagine they wouldn't because it's like a very clear change in a his huge, body. <clears throat> yeah, a huge difference in his physique. Yeah, literally, literally, literally huge. huge. <laughs> yeah, like when I saw, I you remember, I when I saw that they had cast this guy, I was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> because the article I read. So he was cast as He-Man. I was like, yeah. that's not a thing. I think they were just talking in general <laughs> because they know that the character is He-Man when he yeah. transforms. But, I, yeah, that's kind of a... Assuming that Unless they they're like, him. hold on, he's going to take several years to get that big. So we better put the movie on hold. <laughs> yeah, they're filming the first half yeah. or whatever. Yeah, they're like, He-Man. okay, we filmed this part. Now go now, get Now super go be a bodybuilder and Now come go back. follow... Uh, Chris Pratt and uh, Chris Hemsworth workout plan for two years and come I back to us. I don't know about Chris Pratt because he's more lean, like skinny tone, whereas Chris Hemsworth like bulky. Chris Pratt? Yeah, he's not like big. He's just well, he got like super beefed out from being kind of chubby. Yeah, but he's still skinny. He's not like must like he's muscular, but he's not like you know what I'm saying. He's not Chris Hemsworth big. He's just toned. Okay, I just disagree. Okay, well. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I feel like Chris agree Hemsworth. Agree to disagree, I guess. Well, Chris Hemsworth has like bigger muscles in his arms, and he's more like triangle shaped or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Chris Pratt is like I think wider because he's like got he's not a skinny person. That's just my opinion. Okay. It doesn't matter. Okay. Talking about <laughs> the point is. Follow some crazy bullshit yeah. workout plan. I don't get... think that they have anything going with this movie. So yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I think I would not be shocked if it gets canceled, to be honest. And I know we've talked about it in the past. I legitimately, you know, speaking of Chris Hemsworth, I want to see Taika Waititi mm-hmm. take on this fucking movie. Yeah. And put Chris Hemsworth yeah. as the lead for perfect. He-Man. It would be perfect. Lean into the like ridiculous 80s and feel. And shit, he could play Skeletor. Oh my god. Right? Oh Did I just blow your mind? You, you just blew something. <laughs> Did I blow myself? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be perfect. Even Wouldn't if it's it? just the voice. Yeah. It would be so they good. They could do a CGI and yeah. he could be the voice. <laughs> it would be so good. Better write Taiko Atini an email. Yeah. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm just... <laughs> Like, I wish we could just steal these properties. <laughs> Do it ourselves. And just have, like, millions of dollars. Yeah. I guess billions. Yeah. You would need to make a movie. Yeah. And we could just do them ourselves. Yeah. Because I feel like we got... Well, not do them ourselves. Pay like, the people that be, we want to do the them. Be the creative person behind yeah. it. Yeah. Just like, lead. you do that, you do that. The lead producer <laughs> on it, yeah. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, that would be perfect. Yeah. So... Yeah, so it's basically shelved as far as we're aware. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then on top of that, w- within the same Sony uh, scheduling moves, Uncharted has been moved back three months. No, oh, that's weird. Are you sure you didn't mean three decades? <laughs> right. How can they not find somebody to like stay with this movie? I'm getting so irritated. Well, I just feel like three three months. That's all you can delay. That's all you're gonna delay it. Yeah. You don't even have a fucking director. That's what's so crazy to me. Like you know, how just like He Man. Like you don't have a realistic schedule to even fucking have this movie out. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. So it, it's going from December eighteenth, twenty twenty. To March fifth, twenty twenty one. So if it ever it actually does come out on that day, it'll be my birthday. Yep, because you were born twenty twenty one. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Okay, well, uh, I mean that's one reboot that's just not happening. Yeah. He man, as far as we're aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, so until then, we need some kind of reboot to to get our fix on unoriginal fucking movies. Does it like big butts? Uh, I mean. <laughs> The lore says so. <laughs> the lore. <laughs> All right. That was the whore. Okay. <laughs> uh, Anaconda. Deep dive from yeah. the fucking 90s. Yeah. Uh, Isn't J-Lo in that? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Don't let your eyes get stuck in the back of your head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she was expecting an Oscar for that, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Anaconda is getting a reboot, apparently. Uh, and it was described to be similar to The Meg. Okay. Which I guess that means it's going to be a really big fucking snake. I mean, anacondas are big, but does that yeah. mean this is going to be even bigger? Like, like the Godzilla size yeah. anaconda? Yeah, probably. So, so really, it's like the Nordic looking serpent. Oh, yeah. Demigod thing. Yeah. Don't take this the wrong way, but did anyone ask for this? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, here's the I thing, mean, though. I mean, I'm going to I'm okay it. with it. Yeah. I just, I, I have not thought of this franchise for a very Since long time. Since it, like, came out. Basically. Apparently, they have a whole slew of movies ever since the first one. A slew? Is that a right word? Yeah, it is. Okay. I just haven't heard it in a while. Okay. So... <laughs> One of them I did actually watch. I think it was on Netflix or something at one point. It's called Anaconda's The Hunt for the Blood Orchid. Oh, that sounds familiar. And I did watch that one, and it was very low-budget looking. It looked like it was, like, made for TV. Was Ice Cube in that? That's the first one. Oh, that's the first one. Never mind. Okay. (laughs) Whatever. Guess we know what you think of his (laughs) acting. It was anybody different. There was somebody in the second one that I think... I remember, but I can't figure who it is. I don't remember the cast of the second one, but like it, I, I recall it being very low budget looking. Okay. Like very sci-fi movie status. So hella good. Uh, But then, (laughs) according to this, there was again three other ones. What? That were straight to uh, TV, like TV movies. One in two thousand eight, one in two thousand nine, and then one in two thousand fifteen, and that one was called Lake Placid versus Anaconda. Oh, interesting. So. uh, the anaconda snake just fights an entire lake. Yep. <laughs> what was the monster in Lake Placid, actually? <laughs> a crocodile. Okay. <laughs> or alligator. Yeah, it was some kind of, of item like that. <laughs> I guess it was probably an alligator. Uh, of course, I Google Lake Placid and I get the actual Lake Placid. <laughs> That's not what I'm looking for. Is that what anyone's Nobody's looking for? Nobody's looking for the no real lake. No one cares about that. <laughs> I want the monster. Uh, yeah, so apparently there was like four of these movies. I only know of two. 
Or no, there's five, I guess. I only knew of the two. And so yeah. I guess this is why they're saying it's going to be like the Meg, where it's like, because Lake Placid versus Anaconda, I'm assuming was a giant fucking snake. I don't know. I would imagine. Uh, so, yeah. So those were like horror comedy tone versus like the more, the more serious <laughs> horror of the first movie. At least I feel like they were trying to go for a serious horror. Right. <laughs> Aside from the, what's his name? The older actor, when he gets swallowed and then he gets barfed out and then you just see him half decayed <laughs> and he winks before he falls. Yeah. What is his name? John Voight. Oh, that guy. Yeah, I remember he was in right. that movie. He yes. Gets, he gets eaten whole. Yeah. And then later the snake pukes him up and then he like is like half dissolved and he like so ridiculous. winks at the camera when he like... It's about to die off. So good. This is the guy I was thinking of from The Hunt for the Blood Orchid. Because he was in Bones. So I recognized him from that. Is he also the guy that was in the DC uh, Legends of Tomorrow as that fire guy? No. Oh. I don't think so. Okay. No? Learn something new every day. (laughs) I learned that it wasn't him. You learned that I'm an idiot. (laughs) I feel like he looks like him, but I don't know that guy's name. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I referred to him as that guy. That guy. Hell, I didn't even know the character's name in the show. The fire guy. The fire guy. <laughs> okay, moving on. Hey, reboots. More reboots. What? So Disney decided that their reboot of their animated cartoons into live action is going really fucking well. I don't know where they've been. <laughs> The person in charge well, of that department is like not watching. In their the news. defense, whether they're bad movies or not, they are making money. So that's true. I guess on a business standpoint, there keep is nothing bad. Them. Yeah. Uh, so Bambi is going to be put in the works now. I mean, they're just going everywhere with these. So they, I mean, we already have Little Mermaid already in production, right? Yeah. Uh, there's talks of a Lilo and Stitch, I guess, which what? I. I, I don't. I've never even Nobody seen that. that. I don't know why anybody would care. That's I believe be Pinocchio is already a live action of Stitch is going to be terrifying. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. So there's a Pinocchio. I believe that's in the works, and even a Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I mean, those are humans, so it shouldn't be hard to do. Yeah. At least that one's not going to get a bunch of complaints about the facial expressions, probably. Oh, it'll be back for Bambi. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, they even had to specify, actually, speaking of that. Oh, yeah. That it won't be real animals. <laughs> a real deer, rabbit, and whatever the fuck the and other skunk. one. And skunk. And yeah. skunk. It will be much like The Lion King, where they are CGI characters. Yeah, lifelike. Which <laughs> in, is... In real settings. Like, what kind of an idiot was like, oh, it's not going to be real deer, so it's not really live yeah. action. Next, you're gonna tell me that that Bambi's mother wasn't really killed. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, fire guy. I think got her. Fire guy got her. Yeah. <laughs> was it a fire? It was a fire, right? It was like a forest fire. Like Smokey didn't get there in time. Am I remembering but Bambi wrong? Was she like hunted? Didn't, didn't she get shot? Was she shot, or was there a fire that like? Trapped her. I thought she got shot. I must have got a real different version of Bambi. What does what movie? Yeah, killed by a hunter halfway through the film. Halfway, it wasn't like really in the beginning. I thought it was like the, the, the first mm. scene was like losing her mom. It just says Bambi's a girl, right? That I'm not sure about. Hmm. 
a lot of questions they need to answer. Yeah, I feel like we might, might need to go watch Bambi. <laughs> we might need to watch Bambi. Now I'm starting to wonder if I've ever seen Bambi. <laughs> well, you never uh, know. Bambi is a boy. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you're zero for two. <laughs> you think they'll introduce uh, a girlfriend for Bambi and call call her Bambay? No. If they do, I'm fucking walking out of the theater. <laughs> <laughs> they should do that. I hope Thumper makes a joke when somebody says his name. He just looks at them and he goes, I barely knew her. Ugh, no. <laughs> and then he does this like funny little foot stomp thing that he does. Yeah. Can't stop, won't stop. Yeah. Okay, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> the Bambi uh, reboot's too much for you, huh? <laughs> okay, well, uh, Patrick Stewart apparently has been talking with uh, Feige over returning for Professor X. Uh, like he doesn't want to, or well, I mean, there was talks about like what what they would do with the character, how would he would like, what was the creative direction they'd take with the character. Uh, basically, it turned into him saying that he's not returning. Okay. Um, I mean, isn't he like a million years it, old by now? He's pretty old now. Yeah. Uh, he chalked it up to he probably would have returned if Logan never existed, oh, okay. but because it was such a nice conclusion for the character, both mm-hmm. him and. Wolverine mm-hmm. uh, with Hugh Jackman playing the other character mm-hmm. uh, he just felt like it wouldn't, no better it ending. wouldn't make sense to come back and, yeah. and, and ruin what was like a nice ending to the character right. as far as his adaptation of the character right right um, plus yeah I, I mean I don't know that was another thing I was I was shocked to even hear that he even was being talked to yeah. by Marvel because like it seems like everything they don't want to start fresh. Yeah, you that's would think. surprising to me that he wouldn't even just not be. Maybe if they go like a multi-verse route, maybe they were cameos with these characters. Maybe, but I was very shocked at the idea that he would just reprise the role, unless it's a like I said, like a not a significant role, and it's more of an Easter egg thing, right? Um. But yeah, so I mean, it was basically just come came down to uh, finishing up with Logan and how it was a nice ending for the character, and he just feels like there's no reason to come back after after that movie's conclusion. Okay. Um, couple rumors for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, America Chavez, also known as Miss America, apparently I found that out today. <laughs> okay is rumored to be in the movie because they are looking for a Hispanic actress, young Hispanic actress, to play a supporting role in the movie. Okay. So, it's all rumors, but that's mm-hmm. what people are suspecting. Okay. Uh, and then also, within the same movie, a character who I thought was a villain, because I don't really know the character that well, but just based off the name, his name is Voodoo. I was like, oh yeah, he's a baddie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, apparently he's not. Apparently he's like a, a good guy. Okay. <laughs> apparently he even took the mantle of Sorcerer Supreme after Doctor Strange at some point. I see. Um, and so there's rumors that he will appear in the movie. So maybe they're setting him up as like a... Successor. A really newer. Okay. Successor to Doctor Strange at some point. So yeah, that that's basically it. Mm-hmm. I think this movie is going to... You know, we've heard about the director leaving and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Like... It's. I kind of am starting to wonder if they did have a direction with 
that being more of a singular story for Doctor Strange as a horror film. Mm -hmm. And they've changed their mindset to making it open up to the broader MCU Mm -hmm. with the the multiverse. And so I will not be shocked if we see a lot of cameos from potential characters going forward. Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, opening up the door for characters that they could use. That's what I think is going to happen. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then another small one. Uh, Hugo Weaving was obviously notably missing from Endgame. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in the role of Red Skull. Mm-hmm. Uh, chalked it up to they weren't going to pay him enough. Uh, I guess he said he had an, a he had a contract with them after the first movie he did. Obviously, was uh, the Captain America First Avenger. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that their contract was based that he would get more money as the movies, mm-hmm. you know, as he was in movies, other, I don't know. He was like significantly less than he should have been making or something. Okay. So he just didn't return. So that's the reason he was not in it. Okay. Well, I didn't care. Yeah, I don't think anybody was questioning why he wasn't in it. I mean, he's had issues in the past with other movies where he didn't return. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, he stopped doing the... Transformers films because he made comments and then Michael Bay was like, yeah, I'm just going to replace you. Yeah, so basically it was Marvel uh, offered him less to return for Endgame than he was contracted to reprise the role for. Okay. So they just... Okay. He just didn't come back and they just did their thing with getting a voice actor to mimic him. Mm -hmm. Mimicking (laughs) the Red Skull. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then uh, along the lines of the Marvel MCU, because there's a lot of fucking MCU stuff mm-hmm. this week, uh, Captain Marvel 2 has officially been announced. Uh, and it will go from the 90s and jump into present day okay. for the sequel. Good to know. Uh, and the writers are no longer part of this sequel. The ones from the first movie. Uh, Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck, I guess, were co-writers for the first movie. Uh, they will not return. Instead, they will have Megan McDonnell, uh, who wrote the WandaVision series for Disney+. Plus. Oh, okay. Uh, she will take on the script for the sequel. Okay. So that tells me that they are very confident in what they have for WandaVision. Yeah. That they're plugging her for Captain Marvel, which right. is, in a sense, Big a controversial deal. character right now. Because yeah. It was very mixed opinions on this movie, whether people liked it or not. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, most MCU movies are pretty much enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel had a very divisive yeah. uh, reaction to whether it was a good or bad movie. So I'm not surprised that they're going a different route. And it tells me that they're confident in, in her ability to write if they're jumping into Captain Marvel with her, with WandaVision not even being out yet. Right. So... Uh, and then as far as the other writers from the first one, uh, rumors are they will stay on with Marvel to produce and create a new Disney Plus series. Okay. Uh, with an, you know, unknown characters. Sure. Yeah. So, that's that. Uh, as far as Captain Marvel uh, 2 official announcements. Uh, apparently there's a petition though. What? <laughs> For people who don't want Brie Larson in the role... Okay. Uh, they are petitioning on some site I've never heard of to get her taken out of the role and replaced by a person of color. 
Why? I'll read you the thing. It's very, very confusing to me. Captain Marvel was originally a Cree Imperial officer. Man. Okay, this is the, this is, it's on Care 2 Petitions. Never okay. heard of the site. I don't know very many petition sites though, but, uh, so Demand Captain Marvel is played by a woman of color, not Brie Larson is the title. Uh, it is looking for 30,000 petition for its goal. It somehow has 28,690 supporters. Okay. Uh, so here's a description. We need Brie Larson to step down from her role to prove she is an ally of social justice and ensure a gay woman of color plays the role. Okay. It's, Captain Marvel gay? I have so many questions. So, I've got a timeline here that I put together. Excuse me. I don't know why I'm losing my voice. Well, let me just finish this really quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it it follows up with Let Monica, which is Monica Rambeau. Yes. The original female and black Captain Marvel, instead of whitewashing characters for the benefit of the straight white men running Disney. Uh, And it says here, she hasn't donated money to any charity other than the Motion Picture and Television Fund Foundation. And it's time for her to show she is not all talk. So many things are wrong with this. Yeah, there's a lot wrong with that. I get what they think that they're going for, but it sounds to me like they just want their dream casting and they're just turning it into a social issue. That's not a thing. Yeah. So let's let's just review the timeline here. If we're so they're saying that Monica Rambeau is the original Captain Marvel? Yes. Well, that's well, just the the original female Captain Marvel, I guess okay. is what they're saying because obviously the cap the first Captain Marvel was was Captain Marvel. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, yeah, technically that may be true. Monica Rambeau became Captain Marvel um she was first seen as Captain Marvel in October of 1982 in the comics. Um Whereas uh, Captain Marvel, the Kree Imperial officer, was actually originated in January of 1967. So he'd been around for quite some time before he passed that title on. But Carol Danvers, who we know as Captain Marvel from the movies from MCU, uh, we were first introduced to her in 1968 as as a U.S. Air Force officer where she met um, Dr. Walter Lawson, which is the human alias of Captain Marvel, the Kree original Captain Mm -hmm. Marvel. Um, and then, um, at the end of that comic series, she dies in it, or there's a huge explosion and then he saves her life, but nothing really happens. In 1977, she became Miss Marvel and it is revealed that the explosion caused her DNA to meld with Captain Marvel, effectively making her a Cree human hybrid. Mm-hmm. So she was Miss Marvel originally in 1977. Yes. They, yes. So that and, was the original character. Yeah. Yes. So... Yes, technically her title was not Captain Marvel until later, but she was around far before Monica Rambeau was. Yeah, so this person's argument, I guess, is based strictly on title. Captain Marvel is technically Monica Rambeau for the first version Okay, of a, but of a female. if we're going to go there, then, yeah. like, why are we featuring Kamala Khan as Miss Marvel? Because she's Miss yeah. Marvel number four. So then four. by that logic, then... Carol Danvers should be... She should be the first Miss Marvel. Yeah. (laughs) And then you should also say that Samuel L. Jackson should be a white man. There's a a lot of... Mary Jane should be a redhead girl. Yeah. Like, it's... it's, There's... There's been so many versions of these characters. Yeah. That they're not following a first... 
chronological order mm-hmm. of the characters. They're going with what they want to use for each, yeah. you know, iteration. Some of them use combinations from different characters. Yeah. Like origins and stuff. You know, like Spider-Man is not what <laughs> Spider-Man is. Yeah. He may be a white kid from Queens <laughs> named Peter Parker. But that's about but it. That's about it. He yeah. is not the character that that is originally right the, the first iteration of that character right yeah so basically they're just it it seems like they're kind of using a double standard of getting what they're trying to argue what they want it to be mm-hmm. by trying to justify it that i guess off technicality yeah monica rambeau was but i just feel like it's weird that they're getting the word the wording is just kind of weird to me where yeah also, I don't really see, I didn't, I, during my research on Monica, Monica Rambeau, because I wanted to get this all straight, didn't see any references to her being gay. Yeah, I don't, I think they're just trying to add that in as like a more diversity uh, casting. Sure, I, fine. But what I don't understand is why does Brie Larson need to prove anything? Yeah. She's doing a job she's being paid for. She has no obligation to, I mean... Yeah, because she, she she's is, she's very vocal. She's been about, outspoken about social injustice okay. or whatever. But I mean, that's that's it, they'd call her out. Yeah, it, it has nothing to do with her being a character mm-hmm. in a superhero film. Like that's yeah. her job. It has she's got no obligation to quit or yeah. Marvel has no obligation to replace her because. Yeah somebody on the internet doesn't agree mm-hmm. with the casting. Yeah. Really, you don't have to have anybody of color in any role, ever. You could always just be one ethnicity and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously that's not a real thing in the modern yeah. day. It, yeah. It, I mean, why would you want to? But the point I'm making is nobody's obligated to do anything yeah. that they don't want to do. It's, it's all creative There's no laws that they have yeah. to hire somebody Right. Because they were the first character, technically. Yeah. It just seems like it's silly. And if you look at the comments and stuff, I kind of wonder if the people even read the description when they signed this. Or if it was just kind of like... Yeah. They just thought it was something to do because they don't like Brie Larson for whatever reason. Yeah. Because there's even people on here with comments that seem like they are on the other spectrum. Initially, when I saw this petition, I was like, oh, it must be because she made this comment about the white guy, whatever. Mm -hmm. This isn't for white men or whatever. Yeah. From the first movie and people are just still dragging that still out. Still dragging it out, yeah. But no, this is from the opposite side of... She's not the right they want her to representation have... for yeah. the character because she's not a gay black woman, mm-hmm. apparently. I I don't know. I But like you look at the comments and like it's very clear that there's even people that are on the one spectrum of she hates white men so she shouldn't be in this movie. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that are like, I don't like her acting. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's why you should sign this then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it just, people clearly don't read. Yeah. Or they just have their own agenda and they're like, they don't care that it's why the petition's there. They just go, oh, well, she could potentially get fired. Sure. Mm -hmm. It just, it's all silly though. Yeah. Do petitions ever do anything? Has there ever been one petition that's made a change? I have no idea. I can just, let me just say this though, because here's the thing. People can want what they want and they can have preferences on what they do with the source material. But don't fucking sit there and say, well, you need to be true to the source material 
Look at the fucking story already. It's already not true to the st- yeah, source yeah. material. She didn't get her powers in the comics in the same way she did in this. This involved the Space Stone. In the comics, it didn't. It yeah. was an explosion with Marvel. So, I don't know. There's the whole... The whole well, origin is different, and she doesn't become Miss Marvel. She becomes Captain Marvel. That's the, what people need to get past, is, like, the MCU is not the same exact characters. It's, like, yeah. they're just, they're making a new, I guess, universe number. Yeah. They're taking... To tell. The, it, they're, they're telling a different story. They're exactly. not the one... It's not like taking they're taking the, everything from the comic. Exactly. Right. They're taking the characters we know and interpreting it in a new way to make it cinematically yeah. useful. It's like when they reboot the comics and they always go like, oh, this is the amazing run. This is the ultimate yeah. run. Mm-hmm. This is the spectacular run. Right. Like, it's that version. This is the movie run. Yeah. I don't particularly think she did that great of a job... In Captain Marvel. It's not so much that I don't think she's a good actress. She obviously is. She has an Oscar. Mm-hmm. I just felt like she doesn't match the role from what I saw. Mm. But I feel like she has potential. I feel like she just needs to get get more comfortable with the character. I feel like she just... I don't know. Maybe it was just the way that the, the scheduling went. She wasn't actually even going to be in Endgame initially. And yeah. then she ended up filming Endgame before she even filmed her movie. Right. It's just like, you know, so yeah. I just feel like maybe they just didn't give her the chance to really find what the character should be yeah. in time because they needed the rush production. Some of the stuff made it, it, to me, it seemed like that was how they wrote the character. Maybe that just could be my interpretation of it. Maybe. I don't know. I just hope that she has a little bit more of a personality yeah. in the next one because I feel like she doesn't really have one in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think she's a fine actress, so I mean... Yeah. It, I don't. I think it's ridiculous to think that they're ever gonna replace somebody because somebody doesn't like it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like this is like a diversity organization. This is just like somebody on the internet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's ridiculous, mm-hmm. and it it seems very apparent that their motives isn't even about really wanting proper representation. It's just they just mm-hmm. want that. Right. Whatever they so. do, I'm glad they're doing a Captain Marvel 2 because I enjoyed that movie and I would like yeah, to see more of it. the character has a lot of potential. And like yes. it's, that character had a huge role in Civil War 2, mm-hmm. uh, which, I mean, I don't know if they'll ever do that in the movies. Yeah. But, I mean, it basically they rebooted the character in 2012. Yeah. And they made her Captain Marvel. Yeah, that's she when was, she got you know, the mantle of Captain Marvel because uh, she she yeah. got it. She took on the name in honor of Marvel, who had died after Captain America told her he wanted her, he would want her to have it. Yeah. So that in and of itself is evidence that we're not yeah. following source material. So so, <laughs> so. <laughs> so the Brie Larson take on Captain Marvel is very much based off the newer rebooted character. Yes. Because yeah. she's been around for a long time with a different title, mm-hmm. but now she's. They they really committed to that character and they gave her a origin story mm-hmm. and they they did a new comic run and like it really turned the character around yeah and, and she got more popularity yeah and then they obviously introduced Kamala Khan Kamala Khan mm-hmm. as the the new Miss Marvel mm-hmm. you know and that was a whole thing where she was just a fan so yeah yeah I people need to just enjoy what they have and stop trying to make it into a political thing. Yeah. Well, we went a little bit deep on that. Yeah, we did. Sorry. <laughs> should we talk about what the movie that we watched? Okay. We went a little too long. So should we wind back the clock? Yeah. Say like to 1917? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so let's go back over 100 years. Yeah. 
103 years, I guess, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, we saw 1917, uh, Oscar contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, won the Golden Globe, I believe, if I remember right. I think that's accurate. 89% Rotten Tomato meter for critics, 88% audience score. So oh, it's pretty spot on. Yeah, this one's very close on both ends. Uh, it's not based on any kind of book or anything like that. It's uh, actually based on the story told to the director, Sam Mendes, from his paternal grandfather. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Yeah. It makes me wonder, like, is it a story that his grandfather heard about something? Or, like, was he directly involved? Like, I have questions. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Was it something that he actually experienced himself? Or was yeah. he just kind of through, like... Like, heard the story from someone yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Through the game of telephone in, mm-hmm. in the military? Was yeah. Was it something that went around and he heard about it that way? Yeah. Uh, very fascinating idea that that's what created this movie. Mm-hmm. Just run down a little bit of the cast. It's actually, you know, not a whole lot to the cast. I yeah. Mean, this isn't everybody, but, you know, the only ones that have bigger roles. Yeah. Uh, so Dean Charles Chapman uh, plays Lance Corporal Blake. Who was Tommen from Game of Thrones, in case anybody wanted to know. Yeah, much older looking. Yeah. <laughs> much more filled out. And brunette. I would say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, must have a parachute when he jumped that window. Yeah, must have. <laughs> George McKay... As Lance Corporal Schofield? Schofield? How would you say that? Schofield, I think is Schof- how they said okay. it. Schofield. Okay. And I did not really recognize him from anything. Um, I looked at his, like, film. Yeah, I didn't either, except I kept thinking he looked like Gwendolyn Christie as a male. I was thinking that, too, during the movie. <laughs> the whole movie, I was like, I'm going to I was like, I, feel like, she, I like... feel like he could play, like... <laughs> Her son or something. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm not the only one. I thought you were going to be like, no, Although I don't know how old she is, so I might be like insulting her age. I don't know. I think she's in her like maybe late 30s. Okay. I don't know. I could be wrong. She had him at a young age. (laughs) Yeah. She was a teen mom. (laughs) Yeah. MTV, get on this. Game of teen moms. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, no, I couldn't figure out why he he looked familiar, and I think that was why. I thought that many times throughout the movie that he... (laughs) I felt like he looked like her as like a, a younger As a young man. man. Yeah. <laughs> so either he's a very attractive woman or she's a very uh, youthful man. <laughs> she is 41. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then some smaller roles, but also in the movie. Uh, Colin Firth as General Aaron Moore. Benedict Cumberbatch as... Colonel Mac McKenzie. Colonel Mac McKenzie. <laughs> Colonel McKenzie. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch as Colonel McKenzie. McKenzie. <laughs> um, Planet Arium. <laughs> Planet Arium. And Richard Madden as Lieutenant Joseph Blake. Also known as uh, Rob Stark. Yes. Yeah. Or an Eternal. Fair. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know which one, though. (laughs) Maybe he's the same character. Maybe he's just... He's just lives forever. This was him during World War I. That would be so funny. That would be. It's all connected. Yeah. So, why don't you start off? What did you think of this movie? Um, I enjoyed it. I could have kind of... Take it or leave, taken it or left it personally. Um, the trailer looked like 
It had that song in it that I kept like trying to Shazam the song. So I was like, I really <laughs> I like this song. I think a lot song. of people were trying to do that. Yeah. It's not like every. I tried to look it up for you after mm-hmm. you were all like yeah. annoyed by it, and I got to like comment sites where people were trying to like, like what investigate what song? it was, and no yeah. one could get a straight answer. And yeah. Yeah. So it was. Uh, it seemed something about the song was really interesting, and I wanted to hear more of it. Um, during the trailer, but like war movies generally aren't my thing. Like I'll watch them, but I'm not super obsessed with them. So I could have been like fine without watching it. But since we're doing the podcast and it got such rave reviews and it's an Oscar contender, I was like, yeah, we'll check it out. I yeah, liked it. I felt like you turned from not really caring to like, let's go see this movie. It was literally only that opinion changed only because I felt we were so close to being being able to see all the Oscar contenders that mm-hmm. we should just do it. Yeah, well, and so I, mean, I, I was like, we need to, to make this happen. So, um, I don't. I'm not sad about it. Like, I like Benedict Cumberbatch. He was only in for like, I don't know, like it wasn't a huge role. Yeah, a lot of these these actors were mm-hmm. like really not very big roles. Yeah. And, if you see the movie, like you, it, it makes sense like, yeah. why their roles why. were so limited. I feel um, like it wasn't clear that they were going to be that limited from the trailer. The trailer was very misleading, yeah. I feel like, yeah. uh, in many ways, really. Yeah, very. Very, very misleading. Yeah. But that's not a bad thing. It's no, just... it was interesting. So and I I'm sure it. that's kind of a situation where they probably put them in the trailer because people recognize those uh-huh. names. Colin Firth mm-hmm. and Benedict Cumberbatch are pretty big names. Pretty big names. At least right now. You know who I was surprised I didn't see in the trailer? Um, the guy that is in The Kingsman. That's Colin Firth. No, not him. The other one. The bald one. The... Oh, yes, 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 that yes, 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 yes. Can't yes. remember his name, but you know, I don't want to say it because it's kind of spoilery. <laughs> that's true. I didn't realize that. And I was yeah, like, they I were like both in this. I would have, like, I feel like that would have... I would have expected that to be in a trailer, personally. Yeah. Um, I think I left him off of this because he was like a... He's a very, much smaller very role. Small role. He's kind of like a cameo, almost. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, they both are. Or all of them are, well, really, but... they have more, like, lines. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm glad we saw it. I can see why it has so many, like, praises and is up for so many awards and has won so many awards already. Mm-hmm. Um, the music and the filmography were very good. Yeah, uh, this film had uh, its art. Yeah, it's definitely. Putting <laughs> it very simple, this film is straight fucking it art. Is, quote, it is quote. It is actually film, not just a movie. There is no question why this is going for best picture in yeah. my mind. Yeah. Um, I was honestly mesmerized by this film. Mm-hmm. I I kind of went into it like you said. Like I was just like, yeah, it's cool looking warm movie. I'll see it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was about as far as I went. Didn't mm-hmm. we have any like passion? I just was like, yeah, we'll see it. Yeah. I think the only thing that was more intriguing to me was that fact that it was World War One, not World War Two, which is mm-hmm. what you typically see. Right. Outside of Wonder Woman, at least. Yeah. But everything about this film just really caught me. Cinematography, the lighting, camera shots, uh, or should I say the one shot? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just very very smart usage of. All of that mm-hmm. throughout this film. Um, you know, it's filmed as though it's real time. Mm-hmm. It's, you feel like you're not watching a movie. You feel like you're watch or you're, you feel, feel like, like you're, you're there. there. You yeah. feel like you're a part of the squad. Yeah. You know, it's only two men, but you right. feel like you're you with like them. You part of it, And yeah. you're part of the conversations. The way the camera rotates around and just keeps moving with 
with the people. Mm-hmm. I legitly was just mind blown and just like, I don't, I couldn't grasp how they were making this film because mm-hmm. it's perceived like it's a one shot, but there's, mm-hmm. it just doesn't seem like it's even possible to have filmed it that way. Mm-hmm. There were so many moving parts to this film. Mm-hmm. The early portions of the film, they have the trenches mm-hmm. uh, that they're basically walking through while they're having these conversations and yeah. you just see all of these you know, soldiers doing their thing and then you'll hear somebody say something or they'll say something to somebody and then it's like very interactive. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help but wonder, did they build an entire trench system for this film? Yeah. I... <laughs> or was it they had like a small section and they were really smart at getting them to move in a direction that made it feel like they were going through this giant maze? Probably that one, but it definitely um, seemed like But it was... the details to this all really made you feel like you were there in 1917 yeah it was so crazy how good this movie looked yeah and you just really felt for the characters that you didn't know much about these two characters you you're invested in them pretty early on without really even Mm -hmm. knowing them and i i just really i really i really enjoyed this film yeah i liked it uh you know in the going back to like the one shot like mindset like i guess they didn't actually i i did research after because i was like i need to know what they did because there's no way they did this all in one shot yeah because everybody would have to be perfect yeah it's not in order to film this there's no way they did this Mm -hmm. and it turns out they didn't yeah but they were really good at editing and they used you know clever takes like the part where they rotate around the mountain when they're walking up that Mm -hmm. was a very clear stopping point that they were able to use to just transition mm-hmm. you know in between uh there's a, a moment in the movie where it goes black and then yeah. comes back shortly later mm-hmm. um that's obviously a cut in the film you know right uh so they, they have tricks that make you feel like it's not stopping it feels like you just blinked or something yes. like it's so um, imperceptible because it seems like it's a realistic pause in your viewing site that yeah. would happen the simplest way I could explain how impressive the strategic filming of this movie was mm-hmm. and the implementation of just all of it is uh, they just basically slammed their dick <laughs> on the table. <laughs> yeah. And they said, what do you got? You know? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. They were like, one shot. Like, I, I, this movie was amazing. Yeah, I was definitely pleasantly uh, surprised. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I had so many questions I had to like, get answered once I saw this movie. Right. And it wasn't even like a real like large scale war movie. It really was a very personal tale about a small mission. It was really like kind of like a video game mission, like a side was, mission yeah. where you have, you know, they get this objective and they have to get to this place mm-hmm. and do this thing. And then it's and like. And there's something in your way and you yeah, gotta go around and Yeah, whatever, you gotta yeah. find a different route. and. Mm-hmm. Even to the point of, like, they find an item on the way. Mm-hmm. And they don't know what the item's for, but they have an item. And then later yeah. on, oh, this situation calls for this item. That I randomly Oh, like, I happen found. to have this item that I can now use for this situation. Yeah. yeah. Here. And, like, it's, you know, it was very, very video gamey in that sense. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, but, man, was this an enjoyable movie. And it didn't feel like two hours. Like, I felt like I was engaged for so 
much of the movie that I didn't feel like I even was there for two hours. Yeah. Uh, it really took the war genre to the next level. Mm-hmm. I didn't think you could change the war genre and make it something else. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. It just, they just took it to the extreme and yeah. told it on another level. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that really bothers me, though, about the film is the decision-making of some of the characters at times where, like, yeah, there'll be, like, an enemy that they come across and instead of just being, like, you're dead. Yeah. They, like, care to help them mm-hmm. or try to reason with them or do some kind of, like, we don't need the fight. Right. You're literally there to fight. You're yeah. literally there to kill the other side. Until you are the last one standing. I think that was even a line in the movie at one point. was like, yeah. this war will end when there's, like, it's literally going to come down to the last man standing or whatever. Yeah. And, like, I just... I have to assume that that was a part of the story that Sam Mendes' grandfather or whatever was told. Like, it was a specific point in the story. Or that it was just being realistic to the time. Because I know I've heard lots of stories about how... Uh, fighter pilots from two different sides of the war then became friends later in life or whatever or like fighter pilot crashes down somebody saves them and it's like it wasn't personal against them so they wouldn't kill them they would save them from the wreckage or whatever like i've heard stories about that so yeah i i guess it just comes back to my in my head it's just like you had one job yeah like (laughs) Like at the very kill or be killed is my logic at the very least tie them up yeah but i guess also, like, if you're in that situation, I guess it's probably, it's easy to say that kind of thing, but, like, I don't know. I guess it really did well at telling who they were as people. Like, it, it yes. Told, it showed their character. Yes, that's a good point. They're in this war that they're standing, you know, for, but they have... And not everybody would have that reaction. Like, yeah. in actual real life, if that happened to you, most people would probably do what they yeah. did. Um, and I really enjoyed that. This was, like... It was presented like it was a big, important mission that needed to be done. And then you kind of slowly see the shift that it was more of a day-to-day grind of just being in a war. And mm-hmm. how, to them, it was this big thing. But mm-hmm. to others, it was just like, yeah, that's just kind of your job. Yeah. I think this was a special situation because they had had their phone lines cut. But... Well, I... I... It's kind of hard to say things without, like, spoiling, I guess, is the okay. problem. But, like, just things are said later on by certain, like, characters that mm-hmm. kind of imply, like, oh, yeah, okay, well, today it's like this, but tomorrow oh, it might right. be the same fucking thing. I see what you mean, yeah. You know? Like, yeah. it's just, it didn't really matter in the long scheme of it all. It was just... Right. It was just that... You thought you are doing this big, dramatic mission that needed to be done, and, yeah. you know, it's probably going to just be the same shit tomorrow. Yeah. That's true. With a different person. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows how many other people have to do this already. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, but I, this really showed a lot of realism, I think, for what people went through in earlier times of war. Mm-hmm. And how crazy it must have been. Like, I would not have survived. Yeah. I would have been dead. Yeah. I would have been the first one to die. And yeah. I wouldn't have even died... During war. Yeah. An enemy wouldn't have killed me. I would have just fucking died of my own stupidity probably. Yeah. Just like shit yourself to death. <laughs> I don't know about that. 
Wow. <laughs> I wasn't saying that as a statement about you. I was just yeah. thinking of a ridiculous way to die. <laughs> yeah, no, I would like, you know, like, because there's like portion of the movie where they, they plant traps, right? Mm-hmm. The, the enemy plants these traps and uh, it's because they were evacuating an area. So they plant traps, they like destroy trees, they kill cattle, also the enemy could not use any of the resources. Yeah. They even destroyed their own like gun artillery. Artillery. Whatever, yeah. And like that's fucking hardcore. Yeah, it is. And um, you know, so there's like a scene where they stumble across this booby trap issue. Mm -hmm. That would have been me. Mm -hmm. But it would have been my own booby trap. I would have planted it, forgot (laughs) And then tripped over it. Mm-hmm. Dead. First casualty of World War One. Yeah. Me. Steven. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I have complete respect for uh, what people, not just, like, past, but, like, current, you know, what, what people go through in, in times of, of war. And just, like, the mental and physical endurance they have to yeah. uphold mm-hmm. <laughs> to even do their job. You know, and sometimes they're, you know, like, the... The early scenes where they're in the trenches and stuff. Like, who knows how long they've been there. Mm-hmm. They could have been there for months. Yeah. You know, like, it's... And they have to keep, you know, watch and, and patrol and, like, do these jobs 24-7. It's crazy. Yeah. And thinking about the fact that they all had to dig those trenches. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would need That's to, like... crazy. I would need to take, like, a couple months break after just yeah. doing, like... A portion of the trench. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I, I really enjoyed this film. I thought, felt like it had a lot of tension and discomfort, like just following these two men. And it just really highlighted the insane nature of war. Uh, you know, obviously this World War One. This film, I think, just did a really good job at highlighting how insane it must have been to be in these kind of situations in war. And going into the unknown like they had to do. Yeah. Uh, at, at least in this film, like the, the story of just being on this mission, they had no real clue what's in front of them, but they have to get to this next location Yeah. to fulfill this mission to save thousands of lives. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. It's pretty unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just really enjoyed how you follow them the entire way. It, it took place pretty much within like less than a day, right? Or less than two I days. I think it was... About 18 hours or so. Yeah, so less than a day overall. But, like, it did a nice transition of daytime to the nighttime, back to daytime. Like, you don't know mm-hmm. exactly when the film starts in the day, but the way it transitions, the atmospheres and, and lighting really worked well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, like, there's even a scene where they're at, where at night there's a shadowy figure in front of a burning town center. Mm-hmm. And like it's like this awkward moment of tension, trying to figure out if that's an ally or an enemy, mm-hmm. and it just high stakes all yeah. around. Like, there's not a moment of this movie where you feel comfortable. Like you, you're always worried for their safety. Yeah, no matter where they are within the film and the things they had to do to get where they needed to go. I every time I was like, I don't think I would do that. I would just sit down and cry. Like I. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I don't... There were so many uh, really intense yeah, and the, feats that had the, to be completed. Decisions they'd have to make. Yeah. On the spot. Yeah. I mean, I can't even go to the grocery store and buy, you know, something that you ask for without, like, 
stressing if I'm getting the right yeah. type or brand or yeah. whatever. I'm I'm already stressed on that shit. I couldn't even handle the idea of like, uh, should we go this way and potentially have a bunch of enemies or right. go this way and get <laughs> get killed by a rock slide. Like, right, I, yeah. <laughs> shit. It, this movie was, was just a very good look into a microscope of of what it must have been like for World War One. Yeah. And it so I, and- I really hope that, that they continue this style of of filming to tell stories like this not necessarily war but like just the way that the the one shot tone was Mm -hmm. it it obviously wasn't one shot but like it was so crazy good that i felt like it was one shot and Mm -hmm. i'm sure that was the goal Mm -hmm. uh but i just i really will be shocked if it probably doesn't get the oscar to be honest yeah it probably will. I feel like Joker probably won't get it just because it's a superhero. Well, not superhero, but you know, that category of genre. Yeah. I feel like it, the Joker uh, the Joker could win for something that's not best picture. Yeah, I don't I think this is probably the best chance for best picture as far as what I've seen. And it might even be best cinematography as well so i don't oh, know for sure yeah. gonna be best at least editing on this film yeah uh and the score and music was just amazing mm-hmm. and it worked really well with, like the scenes and the tension mm-hmm. uh you the pace ramped up when it needed to and and slowed down to kind of give you that breather uh, and you know that song you were talking about mm-hmm. not at all presented in the film like it was in the trailer no very differently uh and I don't still don't know if we even know what the hell the song was. No, I don't. <laughs> but uh, but it's catchy. Yeah. Uh, so overall, what what would you rate this movie or film? I mean, I would say it's a five. The five, five what? Nineteen uh, seventeens. <laughs> yeah. Five nineteen seventeens. Five numbers. <laughs> um. Yeah. Five nineteen seventeens. I guess. Okay. Well, I'll give it. Also a five. Yeah. So I guess we have a total of 10 1917s. Yeah. Or your money back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I highly recommend this movie. Yeah. Uh, I it's not a movie that's like, oh, I don't know if I like war movies. No, like this is a movie that you need to see because it's just yeah. so fantastically shot. and. Yeah. Because I'm not, I'm self-professed not the huge war movie fan. And I still really, really enjoyed this movie. It was very good. It's yeah, not acting, my favorite kind of movie, but it was objectively just good. Acting was amazing. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I don't really know one of the main two actors. Like, I don't mm-hmm. even know them from anything. And, like, I think he was probably the best actor but in the I think film. he's from, like, British stuff. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. I saw a couple of things on his, like, known for list. I was like, I don't know what that is. And I, yeah. I assume it's British. Was it, yeah. like, known for being British? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it it this movie really really makes you respect war. Yeah, and what people went through on a personal level, not just for real. They even kind of briefly touched on what I interpreted to be PTSD. Um, when they talked about how some men didn't want to go home, they always had to come back, and they could. Yeah, I think was, that is what that was supposed it to was, be. Because they did have that back in the day, but didn't know yeah. what it was called. It was like men would come home, and they didn't know how to exist, and they'd have to get redeployed, because that's the only thing they yeah, knew how to do. Yeah, they, they kind of highlighted on that in yeah. the beginning, and I thought it was a little weird, but now that you say that, it makes more sense that that's probably what they were going for. Yeah. Um, there's also another movie that kind of did that same tactic, uh, The Hurt Locker. 
Yes. Kind of that same thing yeah. with that movie where... That movie won, like, a bunch of awards, too, didn't it? Okay, yeah, I think yeah. it did. Um, yeah, and, they, you know, they kind of give, like, a backstory with him and, like, his family for that character. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like it didn't really go anywhere. That It, it, it kind of made sense in the end. Yeah, after. it all comes... It, it all makes sense in the end, but during the movie, there's, there's a significant amount of character development that goes on to get you to the understanding point of who the characters are. Yeah. The one of them, specifically. So, fantastic movie. Yeah. Uh, we still need to see Parasite, which yes. I think we have tickets for we this weekend. We have tickets weekend. for that, yeah. Uh, little Women. Yeah. You see how little they really are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw Adam Driver's, like, a brief thing of his monologue. Um, for He was he hosted SNL. Mm. And he was like, uh, I saw Little Women. Uh, was it him? Yeah, I saw Little Women this week. Guess what? There's not a Little Women. There's a lot of women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, it's not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, so we're going to see that. And then we got Marriage Story. Marriage Story and, and Irishman. Irishman, yeah. Which, those are Netflix. So yeah, so we can see those whenever. We can knock those out at home, hopefully, yeah. this week. Yes. All in time for the Oscars. Well, I guess yes. we have a couple weeks. Yeah, Oscars we have like two weeks are, left. <laughs> yeah. The 9th of February. Okay. Yeah. We can do it. Yes. Uh, and if you don't think we can, then let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Please write us at dtfpod at gmail.com. Tell us how much we're not going to do it. And then write yourself a stern letter about why you are harassing people and putting them down. <laughs> because that's fucked up. Yeah, that's hella rude. Lift people up. Don't bring them down. Yeah. Did you get off that fucking Hallmark card? No. Uh. But I'm going to write it now. <laughs> Treat people like people, not gravity. Yeah. So, I mean, that basically does it. It was a longer fucking episode. Yep. Jump back in modern time. Yep. Leave the 1917s to the world. Yep. And their war. Yeah. Uh, Thank you everyone for listening. If you're still here, we appreciate it. And we kindly request that you rate us, review us, follow us, um, share the podcast with your friends. Any kind of uh, promotion you can do is appreciated because we want everybody to hear what we have to say because we have opinions. Yeah. I mean, you can... (laughs) politely request i will demand okay (laughs) i will intimidate people into doing so okay let me know if it works if you could tell us which theory which method worked to convince you to share the podcast write us at dtfpod at gmail.com to let us know if intimidation or politely requesting was the better option you're gonna email us and you're gonna (laughs) let us know you fucking hear me? <laughs> Took care of it. Yeah. If you so, if you have any suggestions or feedback for us, we would love to hear from yeah. you. Uh, review us. <laughs> you can also find us on dtfcast.com or follow Stephen on social media at Classy Cat Dad. Yeah. Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> follow, subscribe, interact. Yes, do that. Like the pictures of my cats because they're so goddamn cute. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Good. I think that's it. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. <laughs>